announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. That is a disgusting act. Have no fear, the legend thriller is here. I am the heel, the seal, the deal, the villain, the stage, chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC. Your boy, Mr. Rated R, and our third man on the broadcast team. He is the announcer of the L-O-C. He is a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar (laughs) from the mean streets of L.I. What's going on, guys? There you go. What's up, Ryan? There we go. That's 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 it. That's all I got is my introduction, man. I am hyped for the show. Up early. We have not gotten any sleep at all. Um, I haven't even had coffee, so you could connect the dots there. He said coffee. He did say coffee. Give me a minute, real quick, before we start. He did say coffee. Give me a minute. Coffee. Hashtag. It is Red Bull time. It is. Now, normally I start in a positive note, and I ask all of you, how are you guys are doing? We started in a positive? Okay. Normally we start that way. Uh. Leo, raise my volumes up. It's up. Raise them up. It's up. But, Uh we're going to start with a rant. With who? Adonde? Elgato? Los pantalones. Sorry. Because while New Japan did give us a... Pretty good show and ending uh-huh. this morning. They committed a crime. A the big crime this week. Belt. Looks like the diva's belt. The piece of shit belt that they fucking gave us this week. It's got wings. Had no reason to be created. It's no reason wings. whatsoever. It has wings. You had two beautiful championships. It is ugly. One was a white strap. One was a black strap. It's ugly. With so much prestige and historic memories and matches. It's fejo. All these wrestlers from across every single promotion that held these titles. All over the world. And the atrocity that was made. Adonde. It looks like the Divas Championship. It looks like that ECW Silver Championship. Oh, yes, it does. It does not look good at all whatsoever. Oh, no, it don't. You forgot. Cody's neck tattoo. Oh, yeah. Cody's neck tattoo as well. Listen. Oh, you should have left it running. Listen. (laughs) I'm not a fan of this championship. No? I will say, while I may be exaggerated a little bit by calling it an atrocity. Leo, what's going on, man? I'm having issues with the computer. Keep going. Okay. It's not me. It's not about me. It's about the fucking stupid title. Go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that Leo's not a fan of the title either. Listen. 
Is it the worst title ever created? Yes. No, 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 no it's a, not. There's a couple of bad ones out there. I think we could all agree if this was just a mid-card championship, right? I think we would have been like, oh, that's a pretty cool mid-card title. Oh, pretty nice. But the fact that it's a world championship and you eliminated two amazing, beautiful championships to create this one, I'm sorry. It's a downgrade. And whoever created this championship needs to get bitch slapped by Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki. All right? <laughs> that's what needs to fucking happen. Because the title's a downgrade. I'm not a fan of it. I think what they did today, this morning, on Sakura Genesis was a smart move by New Japan. All right? I still love New Japan. I think I still think New Japan is the closest thing to a perfect product. But God damn it. Why did they have to get rid of these two beautiful titles to give us that? It does look like Cody's next tattoo. It's like, hey, let's model this title off of Cody's tat uh, tattoo Stupid design. Ass tattoo. Oh, my God. It bothers me. And the funny thing is the defenders of this, which they're in the minority, all right? Let's just let's just say that the people that are defending the design and this new championship, they're in the minority. But they're like, oh, it's not that bad. The fact that you're already starting your statement, it's not that bad, it's saying that it's bad. And you're yeah. not gonna and you're not gonna compare this design to the amazing, beautiful IWGP heavyweight championship. It's it, that to me, that title, right? Is the closest thing to the big gold belt, in my opinion. Ryan, yeah. take it away. Listen, I was going to get ready to come on here and yell and scream. Um, it's a complete downgrade, no doubt about that. I actually said on the show multiple times that I had confidence that they would make a belt that looked beautiful and one that could. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> I deserve that one. I deserve that one because. I hold New Japan to a high standard. I'm like, you know, they know what's good. They know what's bad. They're not going to give us a crappy belt. And, uh, you know, they revealed it on Tuesday morning in Corrigan Hall. And I actually, it's funny enough, I didn't, don't know how these things happen, but I actually got up to go to the bathroom like at around, I don't know, 5.45 in the morning, something like that, that morning. So, I mean, obviously was not watching that show just for the reveal. Mm -hmm. But I got up, went back to bed. Couldn't fall asleep. So I grabbed my phone and I wasn't thinking that, oh, yeah, today's the re the reveal day. I just go on to my Twitter and I see this thing and I immediately, my eyes are just bug out. I'm, I'm, I'm wide awake at this point. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> what the hell is this? The points at the top, the wings, that ruins the look in my opinion. If it was round, circular... No wings, no points. The belt wouldn't be bad. But those those wings, those points, whatever you want to call them, completely ruined the look for me. With that being said, if you listen to the explanation of the design of the new belt, kind of makes me hate it a little less. I still don't like the look of it, but it is still an important championship. It is very special in what the meaning of it is. And, you know, I'm not even going to say the person who created it deserves a slap because they did put a lot of thought and effort into this. It's not like they just created something from, <laughs> from, from scratch. 
Um, I love how how Ryan's trying to clean this up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to I, I'm trying to shovel it all up and put it back in the. Uh... That's what she said. By the way, I think I, I think I handled myself pretty well. I don't think I went on a on a drastic like one of these like fucking YouTubers that are you know talking nonsense and Grr! I I don't think I I yeah. think I, I, think I handled myself pretty well. Th- you didn't was... scream your head off, you know, and uh, blow a gasket. But you know it's okay. Like I said, it's it's a, it's it's a popular opinion. The fact that this belt is it looks the way it does. Like it, not a lot of people like it. There's a lot of mixed reactions. Um, but you know, like I was saying, like everything in the belt has a representation and a meaning to the old championships, the other four, and the history and the legacy. And you know, the side plates um, are for the Intercontinental Championship. The gems are for, like, the fourth-generation title. The wings are for, like, the third-generation, if I'm not mistaken. What about um, the shittiness The shittiness of it? Where's that Where's that come in? Like, the designer guy? <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. Just I, let, me, let me jump in here real quick, just Ryan, just to help just Ryan saying. out a little I'm just bit. Saying. I'm just saying. I get everything, because while I didn't watch what you watched, Ryan, I did read up on it, and I get, I get the logic behind the design that they wanted to... Um, represent you know the past play homage to the past i respect all that and i think the initial thought behind it i, I think it's a great idea it's just the delivery of it and, and the the way the design looks yeah. you know when i saw it i instantly just wanted to do this to my tv it, you know i, I yeah. can't speak for everyone but it's a downgrade from oh, yeah. the heavyweight oh. championship i you know in a perfect world if they didn't want to necessarily make a brand new design. Maybe they could have just modified the heavyweight championship and added the world to it. Um, I think shout outs to JB Toys. He's a belt maker. Um, he has created belts in the past. He um made he created a belt. It was a fusion between the attitude belt and the big eagle belt, right? It was a it was a it was a fusion of those two titles, right? And it's a beautiful design. I think. He could have created a better looking design, paying homage to every other title in the past, or maybe making a design across between the heavyweight championship and the intercontinental championship, and then that would be the world title. I think he could have made a better design because uh, he he creates titles. So I, I just, I you know, I know you, Ryan, you're trying to clean this up, you're, you, and I, I applaud you for that. But yeah, but no, like, but like I said, I. I I feel the same way too. Like it's a complete downgrade, and honestly, anything that they gave us was going to be a complete downgrade. To be honest, it's just, that's got to be the, the fourth generation, the last one, the previous one has to be one of the best looking belts I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching wrestling, uh, boxing, anything really—that's the most beautiful championship, in my opinion, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, so anything that they gave us was going to be a downgrade, in my opinion, because nothing was ever going to top how good that belt looked. But like I said, you know, I felt this way exactly how you felt up until really like, you know, last night or nah, yesterday afternoon when I watched um, the English version of the show and of the unveiling of oh, the belt. And like I said, with Kevin Kelly going on about like all these different things, I was like, wow, wow. It's, that's I mean, like I said, I, I just appreciate how much thought and effort they put into it. Unlike, you know, the WWE, when they make a championship, all they do is change the color of the strap. Yeah, you know, or so. So what? Uh, what you know, ends the twenty four seven title? They just throw twenty four seven on a disgusting green looking, <laughs> you know, 
thing. I, you know, it's, it's like I said, it, it looks like there was a lot of meaning put into it. That's why I appreciate it. So I feel like I can hate on it as much because, you know, it has a lot of meaning and yeah. it's, it's still a prestigious championship at the end of the day. Well, it's also when you get to a point in, in those companies, um, they need to actually come up with a design that, you know, it's not overnight with, with McMahon. He says, Hey, just make it green. You know, um, I was actually reading up uh, soccer stuff. Uh, Juventus, they actually changed their logo. 18 months just for them to write a J. Because that's all they <laughs> did. That's all they changed their logo for. But what they go into, it, you're right. They do actually bring things from other aspects. But I think at the end of the day, that belt, uh, I don't know, man. It looks like it's about to start flying. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, and, and butterfly shape. Yeah. And, and you're right, Mario. But But you know what? I think there was more anger in your post than your little rant before. You know why? And, and, and here's why. Because it was raw. If, you, if you're disappointed in the comments section, if you're watching on Facebook Live, go off. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think. You know what it was, too? I guess... <laughs> I'm sorry. I still, I'm still not a fan of the championship, but I guess just based on what we got this morning, like, I'm still not a fan of the title, but I'm maybe not as angry. <laughs> Does, Ryan, you get what I'm trying to say here, right? No, just, no, I get it. Yeah, no, just totally. how, and I and I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. No, too. I'm no not absolutely. To, I'm not trying to defend no, this no, no. move or the bell in any way. I'm just trying to find silver linings. Right, like, right. Like you our, said, is it the worst looking belt? No, no. but it's our, a downgrade. Our I, boy Ben Cliff, uh, which by the way he was named the employee of the month where he works. So congratulations, Ben. Uh, ben Cliff says it's pretty bad. Not as bad as the fiends. Oh, wrong draw. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben. It's pretty bad. Not as bad as the Fiend's piece of bacon universal belt. But oh, remember that? It's, it's remember the beef jerky belt? <laughs> but it's not great at all. It but, generally upsets me. All right, we're going to talk about what happened this morning. But piece of bacon. <laughs> Leo right now has uh, up the uh, meme I made. Yes. And look at Kota Bushi there. He looks <laughs> like, you know what? Maybe it wasn't a good idea unifying these right. titles. He, he doesn't so look funny, happy. Yeah. He does not look happy. No, no, no. Would you be you happy? think he saw the belt beforehand? No. Or that was his first time? Because he definitely looks like he looked at it for the first time in that picture. By the way, I, Leo. Uh, Dale. Yeah, you're fro frozen. Oh. Uh -huh. Yeah, Mario's frozen, too. You all right there, Leo? No, I'm not. All right, before we talk about what happened this morning, which it kind of, like I said, it kind of eased down the rant. If what happened didn't happen this morning, I think I probably would have went a little bit more aggressive. But last week on the show, we started a new segment. And it's Spanish words or phrases for Ryan, right? So I got a phrase for you, all right? We're going to start Let's the show. El gato tengo lo... no. no. This is what you're going to say, Ryan. Okay. Buenos dias, cabrones. Say the last part again. I'm going to say it again. Buenos dias, cabrones. Buenos dias, cabrones. 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 Ka, ka, ka with, a C, with a C, with a C. Cabrones. Oh, with a C. Cabrones. Okay, there you go. Say it. Now say it all together. Buenos dias, cabrones. Now, Leo, translate that. Good morning, jerk offs. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those that don't know where that originally from, maybe, maybe 
the Hispanics that listen to this show maybe know what that is. That's actually a drop from the Luis Jimenez show, <laughs> which he's the Howard Stern of Latinos. So that's where we got that from. There you go. Uh, Leo, you're right there. Yeah. Uh, Leo's stressed out. Okay. But it's not the ghost of Leo, but Leo is stressed out. All right, let's talk about what happened this morning. Let's talk about what happened this morning. So main event, we had Will Ospreay's challenge, Kota Bushi, for the new IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Now, while I'm not a fan of the title, this is what I am a fan of. I love the visual, you know, the graphics where they're paying homage to all the champions, both in the IC. I I love that. I'm glad it's back, too, because it's been gone for a while because they had the both belts being defended so they couldn't play that video right so the the video packages uh the, you know for both you know how it was like a kind of a mashup uh, of both I, I really enjoyed that and then you just see the graphic and then it's kota bushi number one iwgp world heavyweight champion so the match <laughs> happens i thought the match was pretty good i don't think it was great i don't think it was better than the russell kingdom match they had a couple of years ago but i thought the match was good yeah. Um, I thought the last couple minutes is where it really, really got picked up. And, you know, we got the shock of the night or shock of the morning. And Will Ospreay pinned cleanly Kota Bushi and became the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I was rooting for Will Ospreay. Uh, based on previous episodes, you, there's there's some tension between me and Kota Bushi here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. <laughs> there's some tension between me and Kota Bushi. Now, I, I, this is all in kayfabe, right? I blame him for the reason that there's a unification. I blame him why we have this new... I'm not a fan of design. Um, I blame Kota Bushi. But the bigger news is Will Ospreay's world champion. He finally fucking did it. It shocked everyone. Um, I can't say it necessarily shocked me because I think it was a right call here. Um, this is gonna probably rub people the wrong way, but overall, I think Kota Bushi's run as world champion, dual champion, I think it was ultimately a failure. Um, I think he was a better chaser than champion. When it comes to previous champions, I feel like he has a personality of wet paint. He's not as charismatic. He's not, um, he just seemed like a guy that was holding both titles. Now, I'm not saying that he didn't deserve to be dual champion. I'm not saying he d- didn't deserve to be world champion. But I think they made the right call here, especially when you had mixed reviews and reactions to this new world title design. Why not put it on a top heel like Will Ospreay? I think they made the right call here. And, you know, who, who you, obviously post match, we saw where the Will Ospreay story is going to continue first with Shingo and then with uh, Okada. Ah. Uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed what I saw here, and that's the the beauty about New Japan. They might disappoint disappoint you in certain things, but then they they gain you back. They they pick you back up, and they're, you're like, you know, I ended up I ended up sleeping for an hour post uh, the New Japan show, saying like, man, what what a fucking great ending! Like that's how I kind of yeah. left off. But uh, talk to me, Ryan, about everything that kind of transpired during the main event and then post match. Dude, I, I was stunned. I really was. Unlike you, who. Um... You know, you said you, you weren't surprised by it. I was completely caught off, off guard about this because I thought for sure, you know, they have Ibushi do all this, um, you know, going through all this, you know, unification stuff and, uh, you know, of course, negative reactions to it and everything. And I was like, well, they obviously can't just have him lose the belt now, right? And they did. And it's completely 100% the right move, in my opinion, to uh, put it on a top heel like Will Ospreay. It immediately solidifies him as a top guy. Um, whether he holds it for the next six months or whether he loses it in a month, 
Uh, it establishes him as a top guy. You remember what they did with Jay White when he won the IWGP heavyweight title? Mm-hmm. He only won it for about a month, and then it was New Japan Cup, so he didn't defend it at all. And then he lost it to Okada at the Garden um, in April. So Which the same will- thing can happen to Will Ospreay. Who the hell knows? But either way, it doesn't take away from the incredible moment that it was for him winning. And uh, like I said, to establish him as, as the top dog. And just so cool to see him with the, with the top prize. And he actually put out a video last night in his hotel room it was like a 10 minute video on Instagram, just talking like completely out of character about um, his career and every, every sacrifice that he's made and everything he's gone through in his life and, and how, um, you know, how many things and how many leaps and bounds it took him to get to this match here this morning. And man, it was just, it was so genuine, so heartfelt and it was so cool. And then to see him win this morning was just awesome. Um, like I said, what a moment. And, I can't wait to see what happens from here on out. This makes everything so much interesting, you know? Uh, I agree with you on Kota Ibushi. I feel like his title run was just not memorable in any way. Um, you know, yeah, he had two successful title defenses against Jay White and Sonata. Other than, other than that, you're only going to remember, you know, him talking about unifying these belts, which made everybody's eyes roll to the back of the head. So, I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> not memorable at all. And, uh, you know... I guess they continue to screw him over, but I guess it adds to the story. We'll see where he goes from here. I still love Kota Ibushi. Of course, um, of course. And this is all like you know. me joking around poking the bear. Like I, I think I love Kota Ibushi too. I think he's an amazing talent. It's just in kayfabe wise, uh, you know, it's kind of hard not to be like, yo, man, fuck this dude, bro. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But now, you know, he's not as charismatic as, you know, some other guys and stuff. He's a tremendous wrestler, obviously. Right. We, we all know that, but... um. But yeah, and then and we get the the surprise at the end where, you know, Osprey calls out Okada. He wants revenge for mm-hmm. his loss of the Tokyo Dome. Okada comes out and then Shingo Takagi grabs the microphone out of nowhere, basically intercepts that shit. And he's like, wait, I need I need the shot first because I beat Okada in New Japan Cup. That's what I love about New Japan, man. Everything makes sense, you know? It's like, why is Shingo there? Well, he just recently beat Okada, so yep. he wants Osprey. You know, like I just I love how everything always comes together. Um, it looks like we're going to be getting Osprey and Shingo, and then eventually Osprey and Okada. There's two stadium shows coming up, so that'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, too, another thing I want to say is that I just love the fact that Will Osprey won clean. Yeah, I, I really too. just I love that as a heel winning a championship clean. We were talking off the air. Jay White did the same exact thing when he beat Hiroshi Tanahashi at the new beginning a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He won it clean. I love that, man. And you just don't see that anywhere else. And like I said, this is why New Japan, I could just go on and on about how great this company is. Yep. Uh, just because the way they do business, the way they do their shows, the way they build stories, they do long-term storytelling for, you know, they must have had this planned out for like months in advance. To start at the Tokyo Dome, okay, Will versus Okada, Osprey, you're going to lose to Okada. And then, you know, just from there on out, the the Empire doesn't look too strong. And then they start looking strong. Right, now they look like a legit unit. Yeah, and now look at them. So it's just, it's amazing how things come together in New Japan. I I can't get it off. I remember post-Wrestle Kingdom, before you became like a permanent part of the show, we were talking about how, wow, you're really building the stable, but they're catching, th- they will Ospreay, both everyone from the United Empire kind of caught L's, major L's at Russell Kingdom. And right. then they were kind of like in a mishmash match, uh, a random six man at New Year's Dash. And it's like, you're, you're really doing a weird job 
at building these guys, and then a couple months later, look at where they are now. Now they look like a legit, a legit unit, and that's going. That's credit to New Japan that they always have a plan in motion, even when you're like kind of scratching your head, like what the hell's going on here. Two things I want to uh, mention before we mention uh, one more thing about the United Empire, but uh, we were talking about how <clears throat> Kotobushi is just not charismatic at all. And I was telling you before we went on air, look at a guy like Shingo, how he just grabbed the mic the second one in there. Granted, he mentioned a couple words in English, but besides that, everything he spoke was in Japanese. But as a viewer, even for someone that doesn't speak Japanese, you gravitate to that because he has a certain swagger to him. He has a certain charisma to him. And it's like, see, that's that's a guy that I will be into. Like, okay, I don't know what he's saying, but like, I'm, I'm pumped. Like, I like what I'm watching here. I like what I'm seeing here because he, he just owns the mic and he just has a certain swagger to him. Abushi as champion. I'm sorry. It was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, why are you even champion? Like, he's just, yeah. and this was supposed to be the guy of New Japan. He's a great talent, amazing wrestler, but he's just not that guy. He's not, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. Like I said, I love him. He's one of my favorites, but yeah, I, I can't. I can't really disagree, to be honest with you. I, I really can't. As and, much as it pains me, right? I really can't. Uh, one more thing, and um, I want you to tell me more about this. You also told me uh, before we went on air, uh, Will Ospreay and AJ Styles had a quick back and forth on Twitter. You want to tell the people what happened there? Yeah, so for those who didn't know, this just happened a few minutes ago. Um, Will Ospreay tweeted out this picture yesterday, and um, I guess AJ screenshotted it. It's basically a picture, I think from 2015, mm -hmm. of AJ Styles at a Rev Pro show. Looks like your call. Um, and him and him and Will Ospreay are in the same ring, and it looks like AJ's holding up the world, uh, not the world, heavyweight, the IWGP heavyweight title at the time. Oh, that beautiful and, title. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> and he's showing Will Ospreay the <clears throat> championship, and Will just looks so young. Obviously, this was years ago. This was a year before he debuted in New Japan because he debuted in 2016. Right. And um, AJ Styles tweets out the picture and he says, it was like I was looking into the mirror. Congratulations to the new IWGP champion. And then Will Ospreay quote tweets that with a picture of him holding the Rev Pro British heavyweight title and the IWGP world heavyweight title. It's, and then in the next picture, it's AJ Styles holding the British heavyweight title and the old IWGP heavyweight title. And um, it says, lightning struck twice. Thanks for everything. And I just thought that was such a cool interaction by two of the greatest wrestlers walking this earth today. Like, just love when you see that happen from two guys in completely different companies who have been in the same position before. It's just, it's super cool. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, uh, when you were telling me, I thought it was really cool that how they're both acknowledging each other and <clears throat> how, the, well, Osprey's another guy that, that pe people compare, uh, both AJ and Will Ospreay to each other, you know, Will Ospreay being a younger AJ Styles. Um, obviously, their work ethic is top-notch. Like you said, two of the best of the very best. And I love seeing uh, a veteran talent because as much as we love AJ and he could still go, he is a veteran, right? So I just love seeing a veteran talent um, <clears throat> always recognizing and acknowledging and praising uh, someone, not beneath him, but a younger talent, you know? Mm -hmm. I love seeing yeah. interactions like that. Uh, let's talk about the United Empire here, because there was a, a match earlier. It was a six-man. It was the United Empire with a new uh, member against LIJ. And uh, I wanted it to be Robbie Eagles. I talked about it, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, that you know while um, there's speculation, a lot of the signs pointed to this certain person. But I was like... Listen, man, if anybody could fit this group, especially with the past history of Will Ospreay, it would be Robbie Eagles. Well, I was wrong. 
right? And it was uh, what everybody expected it to be, and that's Toa Anari. Um, I went on record saying that I'm not a fan of this guy. Um, I hate, I hated his stupid look. I hated his stupid mannerisms. I hated his stupid ponytail. Not a fan of the guy. But if I have to be honest here, with the new music, with um, you know his new getup that he's at, has on or whatever, he went with the longer tights and he cut the stupid ponytail. Now. Um, there's interest there. Um, it, it just kind of goes to show you sometimes you just need to like, you know, a little repackage here and there. And now there's interest and pairing them up with the United Empire. Like I was already fantasy booking ideas like, hey, maybe they go for the never open way six man or maybe uh, either Toa. No, no, I let me rephrase that. Aaron Hanare. Aaron. Aaron, yeah. Aaron, because his name is Aaron, not Toa. Uh, maybe. He could tag with Jeff Cobb or with um, Great O'Conn in, in the tag team league. They could. There's so many different things that you could do there. So I'm yep. definitely interested in what he does in this stable now, because uh, you know he has a different swagger to him now. Uh, obviously, he's still trying to find himself, and you can even see it today in today's match. But hey, man, he picked up the win for the team, and for once, I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I have no problem with it. I know you said last week you're not a fan of this guy at all. Your Robbie Eagles idea I thought was brilliant because every faction, especially in New Japan, has um, a junior, you know? So I feel like that would just be perfect to add him to the group. And he still could be added to the group over time, mm -hmm. you know? Um, however, I love this because I think those three together in the ring looked absolutely fantastic. That looked like a real powerhouse unit. And I guess that's what they're going for here with the United Empire. Yep. Uh, they just looked like three badasses. Uh, you know, Hanare coming out with the Masahiro Chono vibes with the glasses. That was a good call by you, because until you pointed out and you sent me like the the comparisons, I'm like, holy shit, I think that's what the, I think that's what he was going for. Yeah, because well, cause then I looked it up on, on Twitter. I just looked up Masahiro Chono to see if anybody else was mentioning him in tweets, you know, talking about him, because I tweeted out on the Lucha Outsiders page, at Lucha Outsiders, that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he looks like Masahiro Chono. And a couple of other people were saying that, too. I was literally half asleep, and I thought I was just, like, going nuts thinking that looked like him. Well, I literally legit thought it was him at first, um, you know, which is pretty funny. But, yeah, man, I, I just thought he looked great. His theme song, I love his theme song. That was really good. And, um, you know, he had that new finisher, nothing out of the ordinary. It's not like we've never seen that before. But, right. you know, it's a young guy that they want to do something with. They want to start building him up. He's been in the company now for quite some time. He never actually got a proper excursion uh, from what commentary they, said. Yeah, they morning, pointed which, out today the, today yeah. in, the, uh, in commentary. I think it was Chris Charlson or Kevin Kelly. I forget which one. But they, they did point that out, that he never went to, like, a Ring of Honor or, like, a CMML. Yeah, and I can't remember him doing that. So obviously that's that that's a good point. And um, you know, so maybe that's why he always got the short end of the stick and he wasn't as good as, you know, some other guys are when they come back from excursion. I don't know, but I appreciate the fact that they're trying to do something with a young guy and this is what New Japan does, you know, they give opportunities to these guys, you know, just like David Finley recently in New Japan Cup, you know. So it's like it's like impossible to hate on the fact that they, you know, have a guy like this debut in a faction like this because it's only going to help that guy and the company moving forward if he becomes the next big thing you know right. you gotta start somewhere you gotta start building new stars somehow and that's the one thing people critique the wwe about is that they don't do that so you know can't hate on the fact that new japan's trying to you know build new stars for their future so i love it i thought it was awesome oh don't you worry wwe is about to catch it later <clears throat> oh yeah oh yeah so um i think uh we so 
while we all, for the most part, um, I guess we agree that, you know, the, the new world title, it's not, you know, what we expected it to be, um, kind of a disappointment, but you know, it's not an ugly championship. You know what is a nice looking championship? It's this New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. I they revealed yeah. it on Friday. Um, there's a tournament announced. Originally, people su- suspected uh, that the winner of this tournament was going to challenge John Moxley for the United States Championship. I guess we're wrong. That's not going to happen. Or maybe there will yeah. be a title versus title match. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but there's going to be a tournament, and the winner of this tournament will not only be the um, the New Japan U.S. Cup winner, but will be the first ever New Japan Openweight Strong champion which is something i think we talked about in previous episodes where this is kind of like their own new japan's other brand so it's only right for them to have their own title we we made the assumption like maybe that would be the united states championship because hey it is a u.s title but you know i'm cool with this i'm cool with the new japan strong having their own title um the tournament is gonna be clark connors versus leo rush Ren Narardi, Narardi versus uh tom lawler fred ross versus hikaleo and then brody king versus chris dickinson which I have a big question mark with that, and I know there was tapings, so who knows when this was taped? But yeah. like Brody King and Chris Dickinson are in the same stable in Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. I find that kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of like they didn't like uh, like talk to each other about that, like to the two companies. Oh, I wonder know? why. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, I can't blame them. Man. <laughs> but yeah, that is weird. I actually didn't notice that until you just mentioned it. But mm-hmm. you know. Odds are we're the only two, or you're the only one that just noticed that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody gives a shit about Ring of Low-key, yo. Low-key, you kind of gave me one of these right now. Congratulations. <laughs> you yourself. I did, I did. It's not a bad thing, though. It, 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 no, no, don't try to clean it up, right? Don't try to clean it, it up. you're thinking. You're on your toes. I like it. No, 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 but but it, it, it is kind of weird. I think we can all make the assumption why New Japan and Ring of Honor ain't talking to each other, but whatever. Let's not bash Ring of Honor here. Hey, good. <laughs> but um who do you think who do you think is gonna win this title man who do you think is gonna i, I i'm really i'm really rooting for chris dickinson i really want him to be the yeah. first champion yeah yeah that, that'd probably be my pick i can't really see anybody else out of all the names you mentioned as far as the belt i have no problems with this belt on the show either listen it gives these guys something to fight for it gives them a reason to be there it gives the fans a reason to watch the show to be honest because i only watched when john moxley was on there against kent to, right. I don't, you know, I'm not watching it. It's, it's at a bedtime too on a Friday night at 10 o'clock. And it's just, it's just not in, interesting. It's not enticing. I know right. it's an easy watch. It's only an hour to what, three matches maybe, but I just don't care. Yeah. But if you're having title matches on there, like Chris Dickinson versus, uh, you know, Brody King, for example, I'd watch that if it's for the championship. You know, I'll probably watch whenever the finals is for these belts, uh, for this belt. Um, so, yeah, I have no problem with it. The belt looks good. Uh, we were saying that it looks better than the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight belt, and no argument there. It definitely mm-hmm. does. Um, so, yeah, it came out of nowhere, and you know, it was a surprise because these things don't get leaked. But, um, yeah, it's, it's cool with me. You know you know what it is, too, uh, Ryan? And, I th- and we talked about this, I think, with Ring of Honor. I also... There's so much wrestling, and now with with you know with NXT going to Tuesdays and Impact going to Thursdays, they're legit wrestling every single night, right? There's only yeah. so much that you could watch. So like with me, for example, I remember at one point I was like a diehard MLW fan, and I, I still like yeah. keep in touch with the product, but I really don't watch it like that unless something it's like, hey, it's making a buzz. Let, let me check it out. 
But since this pandemic started, a lot of these brands are affected. Obviously, some companies have made improvements. Like, for example, Impact Wrestling, they, they piped in crowd noise. And I think MLW yeah. has done the same thing, too, or something similar. But like Ring of Honor, for example, right? They're not piping in noise. New Japan Strong is another one. It's in an empty studio, and that's kind of hard. Like, you know, it, you need something. You need, like, some type of noise in the background. Um, you know, we could criticize WWE and the Thunderdome stuff, but, like, the Thunderdome has helped out the WWE product a good amount. Sure, sure. So yeah, that, so no, that's what it point. is for me. That's what it is. I, I, you know, I'm sure other people feel the same way, too, where it's like, I just can't do it, man, with no crowd noise, no nothing, nothing, you know, kind of like – uh, ricocheting in the background. It's just, it just, you know, it's yeah, kind of a. Ricochet is in the background. Yes, ricochet is in the background. Sorry. <laughs> it's just kind of oh, hard. Ghost of Leo. <laughs> it's kind of hard to watch at times when there's just nothing there besides, like, you know, two people beating each other up, and it's like nothing. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and you just hear the commentators marking out way too loud, and that's really all the noise you hear. So, yeah, man, I I agree 100, and I'm curious to see how this strong show would be if they allowed fans in. See, like, I don't know, you know. So when, when did this show actually debut? Like, uh, did it... During the pandemic. Oh, during, okay, yes. We've never actually gotten to see it with, with fans. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see how it is or I, who would go to the, those shows. I those feel days. like New Japan Strong, what they would do is, and this is me just taking a wild guess, I feel like they would kind of go in once this pandemic is over and we can start getting fans in these venues. I feel like they would go like a Ring of Honor route in the sense they would go to like, let's say, a 2300 arena in Philly and just yeah. book like four weeks of taping in there. That's what I would yeah. assume. Do something yeah. like that and you could probably get like bigger names or big names from like, let's say, and especially because now, you know, the Forbidden Door is open. So you would get like some of these guys from all these other companies, like let's say an Impact or AEW that don't get used like on TV yeah. on a weekly basis. Hey, let's just throw them in New Japan Strong so they could, um, you know, get a payday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and I think that would that would definitely sell tickets, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'm curious to see how that works out. All right, dude, let's talk about AEW. Uh, I thought for a, one of their tape shows, usually when they do these tapings, usually like the AEW live show, at times, not all the times, is kind of better than their tape show. But I thought yeah. this week's tape show was really, really good. Christian, bro, Christian, I thought, looked great for a guy that hasn't, not including the Royal Rumble, not including the Royal Rumble before the WWE diehards, like, oh, but he was in the Rumble. For a one-on-one one -on -one, one -on -one match with Kazarian, a guy that he has uh, history with going back to the TNA days, I thought this guy looked great. This guy went, I think, almost 20 minutes. And I know some yeah. people were trying to make fun and say, like, oh, well, he looked gassed out after the match. I'm like, come on, dude, give, give the guy a break. He didn't look gassed out during the match. He looked fucking good. Yeah, yeah, we definitely got to give him more credit, or those haters, or the people nitpicking, definitely got to give him more credit. Yeah, he did look exhausted, don't get me wrong, but he still powered through it, you know? It's not like it took away from the match. Um, and come on, the guy is is up there in age. He's not the oldest professional wrestler, but, you know, for not being in the ring for seven years, and again, Royal Rumble doesn't really count, I mean, got to give him credit, man, to go 20 minutes at that level to open up a show mm -hmm. on TV like that. Frankie Kazarian, I thought, was a perfect opponent for him, too. Yep. Obviously, those two um, killed it, and Frankie's a great worker as well. They have the history, like you said, so they know each other well. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, 
do I think Christian's ready to go tomorrow with Kenny Omega at no. a high level? No, no, I don't. He's going to need a lot more reps mm-hmm. in order to go with a guy like Kenny Omega. But for a warm-up, for a, a first match back, I don't think it could have went any better. Mm-hmm. I agree 110%. I, I'm looking forward to see what else Christian does in AEW. I also recommend people to go check out his Talk is Jericho uh, episode yes, that came out I this week. It was a really yeah. good listen. And I just hearing him, he's not going into AEW to be selfish and bury other talent. He's going in there with the mentality he wants to help the youth. Because uh, Cody Rhodes uh, said to Christian right before he was making his debut, he was like, you know, it's a big deal that you're here, right? And Christian was like, oh, thank you, man. He was like, no, no, you're not understanding. See, guys like us, we grew up with like the Hulk Hogan's and the Stings or whatever. These guys back here, they grew up on you. So this yeah. is a big deal that you're here, which I'm like, wow, man. Like, that, that's, a, that's great that, you know, Christian's getting praise like that from his peers. Yeah, yeah, and and I didn't think of that either, but that's awesome. You know, I mean, you, you've seen some examples, you know, recently of guys who are backstage at AEW that these young guys are looking up to, um, and it's just it's crazy, like I said, because these guys are so young that these are the guys they're looking up to. So that's got to be a cool thing for Christian too, and a uh, cool thing for everybody, you know, in AEW who did look up to him that they can now learn and share a locker room with one of their idols and you know christian is so he just has a great mind for the business this dude is just a genius Mm -hmm. uh when it comes to this sport and like i said i i that's why i didn't hate on this signing at all and and anybody who did is a full-fledged idiot i'm sorry to say because this guy offers way more than just being in there right Uh, he offers a lot you know behind the scenes too right i agree all right dude let me ask you about the Nightmare family. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it looks like we're getting Nightmare Family Hollywood and Nightmare Family Wolfpack. All right? This is what it looks like we're getting. So we had this match between um, QT Marshall and Cody Rhodes. And... <sighs> yeah, honestly, you, you could probably stop right after that sigh. You know <sighs> what it is, man? You said this last week or maybe two weeks ago. Cody Rhodes is doing too much on being like the sympathetic, but like Superman type figure, like a John Cena, like a Roman Reigns, like a Hulk Hogan. It's just, I just can't do it, man. I can't, you know, and I hate saying that because I love Cody Rhodes so much. And then now you have a split with, you know, I guess you could say Nightmare Family and then the Nightmare Factory. If if, I think if if you want to go with those two stable names now, I, I think that's, a direction you Who go with could fucking right care. right the thing <laughs> is like nobody cares and i think it's a is a mistake because there's not enough stock on qt marshall where people are going to care enough where it's like okay this guy could lead a stable a heel stable you know what i'm saying dude i wouldn't book qt marshall on tv <laughs> at all okay i this dude is getting way too much tv time for my liking and <laughs> listen listen like so I had I had planned to come on here and rant with you about the world title and then up of uh, when New Japan. Then I, what I just said, how I'm so softening up to it. You cleaned it up. You cleaned it up. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I cleaned it up. So I will use this in place of my rant that I was supposed to do for the world title because this was just this is just garbage, man. This is just absolute garbage. And no disrespect to Nick Camarado, Aaron Salo, uh, Anthony Ogogo, and um, QT Marshall. And QT Marshall. 
And right, am I missing anybody? No, that's it. That that's the that's um. Those night, are the jobbers. Those are the nightmare fat nightmare family factors Losers. or or wolf pack or whatever. D- dude, these guys <laughs> do nothing for me. They probably do nothing for you. No, they don't. They do nothing for any AEW viewer. Why should anybody care about this loser jobber faction <laughs> like this, led by the ultimate jobber in QT? freaking Marshall. The highlight of QT Marshall's AEW career and might as well be his wrestling career because I didn't follow it beforehand and it is probably just as irrelevant as he is right now. The only thing, the only high spot pun intended was when he jumped off of that ladder and did the elbow drop in that bunkhouse match. That was the only cool thing I've ever seen this guy do. Other than that, Go eat apples backstage. Go go wear wear your, your college shirts. Go sit down at the desk, put your nameplate on there, and pick up the pen and do whatever you have to do behind the scenes. Because I do not want to see this guy on television, and I don't want to see him on TV leading a freaking loser faction. I, I, just, I, I just couldn't care less. I really could not care less. Rant <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's hard to disagree, you know? Um QT Marshall seems like a nice guy, but it's just he's not cutting it, man. He's not cutting the mustard. It's just there's nothing for us as a viewer, right, to be invested in this guy. Like, he's one, he's not a believable heel. And I, you know what? And I'll even go a step further. He's not a believable face either because it's like we don't care. I was just going to say he's not a believable character in general. Right. And the Apple gimmick, he stole that shit from Carlito. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even his. The OG, yeah. Oh. He ain't cool. No, he ain't. And, you know, I, I, I gotta say, Brian in the in the chat here says the follow up to the beatdown angle is key. QT needs to nail his promo with his new group and make me care about them because unfortunately, right now, I just don't. Not even that, I think, will sell me on it. To be honest with you, because I just see QT Marshall for what he is—a freaking loser. Okay, you, you know what it is too, and. I just got to point out the obvious here, too, right? You know, when it comes to WWE, we complain, like, which we're going to get to later, how, like, they they don't like factions. They don't like stables. They always have to break factions up and tag teams up. They never give them a legit run, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, on the flip side of AEW, there's, like, a <laughs> faction in... <laughs> Like Everyone's faction. in a fucking group, man. Dude, Everyone's in a group. Look, listen. Even when we talk about the main event on AEW, it ended with a fucking group. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like <laughs> right. right. So it's right. like everyone's in a faction, and there's some factions that matter, right? The Pinnacle, right. you know, the Inner Circle, right? Um, and I could probably name a couple other ones too. But then the Dark Order is another one, right? But then you have yeah. a faction like this one. Um, which I already forgot the name. We're, we're, we're hypothetically speaking. You know what? I'll I don't even, even know what the name is. Listen, I don't even care. I'll even say the Nightmare family as a whole before the split. It's like, how am I supposed to care about this Cody Rhodes group? And, and you know what? I'll even point this other thing out, out when it comes to AEW. The problem with AEW too, and I'm not going to say they do this with every story, right? Sometimes they don't finish a story and they don't tie it up. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, we never understood why Cody Rhodes and the Elite like broke up. We never got yeah, that story right. told ever. Right. We also never got the story unless I missed something on Dark, and maybe somebody could educate me on this because I don't watch Dark. Why is Scorpio Sky not part of SCU no more? But now he's fucking tagging with Ethan Page, and I know some people are excited to see Ethan Page and and Scorpio Sky tag teaming. And I'm not saying they they ain't gonna have good chemistry. And I thought their promo on Wednesday was pretty cool, but we just seen Ethan Page. 
leave another company in a tag team, right? Right. With the North, with Joshua Alexander, right? Which they're running impact where, you know, you could probably make the argument they were top three tag teams in wrestling, right? Right. Now he's going to AEW, which everyone expected him to be a single star. But now you're going to put him in a tag team with Scorpio Sky. Yet Scorpio Sky, he was part of SCU, but we don't even know what happened there. Am I missing something here? No, I, I don't really. I don't think it was explained at all. I think he was still part of SCU for for a while, even after he split. And then they just never really tied up the loose ends, like you said. Unless there was a promo on Dark, I have no clue. I don't watch it either. So if anybody in the comments could, um, you know, educate, I'm trying to look here. Uh, nobody seems to be educating. I guess Dark is not very popular <laughs> amongst people in general. Um, I, I'm I'm almost positive they didn't they didn't they didn't wrap it up. They, they but they, even so, like you know, you're talking about Ethan Page leaving a tag team in one co- company and going to be a tag team in another. Scorpio Sky left the tag team too to be a single star. And now he's now he's just going into another tag team. That makes no sense to me. It's it's kind of like what WWE does, right? When they had um, Billy Kay leave Peyton Royce, for example, oh. and she's in a different team, and then you have Otis leaving um, uh, Tucker to be in another tag team with Gable. It's like, well, why did you break it up just right. to put him in another in another tag team? Right. You know. And you- at Scorpio Sky, they're trying to build him to be like this this singles guy. How is teaming with Ethan Page going to help him break out into be a single star? No, it's you know, not. like this dude needs to find himself because he's not a great character. I think he's as dry as paint in terms of you know being charismatic. I don't you know. A great wrestler, kind of like what we were talking about with Kota Ibushi, great wrestler, but he's just got no like charisma to him. And and maybe that's an unpopular opinion. That's just mine. I just could not care less about Scorpio Sky as a single star. But now, especially being in a tag team, nobody's ever going to care about that. I like Scorpio Sky more when he was as a heel in SCU. I feel like he yeah. he had a little bit more spunk to him. The second I feel like he has the charisma, it's there. I'm just not seeing it right. lately. Well, guess what? Now he's part of another tag team for no apparent reason. Right. So and and I thought Ethan Page was supposed to be the one of the top heels too. That's what Tony Khan said post Revolution media call. They didn't have a lot of heels, so they brought Ethan Page in to be one of the top heels in the company. Well, putting him in a in a tag team with with Scorpio Sky, is not going to make him as a, uh, be a top heel. I, I just, you know, and like I said, the tag team division is loaded. Right. Why make, why put another tag team in place? <sighs> oh, well, you know what? AEW is not a perfect product. They they have to learn from their mistakes. No, but no, that's they, they one, deserve their criticism. you know, uh, that's one problem I have to point out when it comes to AEW. They don't know how to wrap up stories. They just kind of just expect like, I guess in many ways it's kind of like WWE. Oh, we're not supposed to remember that. Like, why is Cody Rhodes not like acknowledging the elite or his history with like the Young Bucks? And it's like, it's like, what happened there? Like, dude, how how about the bunny, Allie? Right. How 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 come how come she joined she joined QT in the Nightmare Family and now she's back with Butcher and Blade? Right. Was there any explanation there? No. Like 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 why did that ever happen? Like, what was the point? What was the payoff? Mm-hmm. There was none. You know. So like they do that here and there. Like it seems like they kind of scrap things and then. You know, it's like they experiment with them, but it's just, it's its odd, man. I, I just, I want explanations. I want my wrestling to make sense. Right. Just make it make sense, man. That's all I ask. Exactly. I agree. All right. Let's talk about something that has been making sense on AEW. And that's the Young Bucks, Kenny, Good Brothers, Don Callis, John Moxley story. Uh, we were speculating it a couple weeks ago and it, and it, we're getting it next week. So, um, we had this backstage segment with the Young Bucks and then, um, Nick Jackson ends up leaving, 
And then Don Callis is talking to Matt Jackson, and he's kind of like punking Matt Jackson to the point where Matt Jackson looks like he's about to fucking hit Don Callis, and then he just doesn't do it. And then Don Callis is like, oh, you... He, he says something fucking snarky at him. I think something like down the line is like, you're pathetic or something down the line or whatever. Yeah. And Matt just... It kind of made Matt look pretty weak. So then um, you have this uh, six-man tag. You have Omega and the Good Brothers versus the Lucha Brothers and the Laredo Kid. Um, going back to some of the events that took place last week, did you notice the music that Omega and the Good Brothers came out with? It was like a weird, adjacent version of the Bullet Club theme. It was like very similar-esque to the Bullet Club theme. So they came out. Um, cool match, you know, uh, as expected. Uh, Omega and the Good Brothers went over. And then um, during, I guess, the post-match, uh, also, I wanted to point out, since uh, Laredo Kid was out there and the Lucha Brothers was out there, Kenny Omega decided to show off the AAA Mega Championship. Uh, Don Callis was carrying that. He was carrying both titles. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. Hopefully, we'll see a third one by the end of this month. (laughs) And and so post-match, we get John Moxley coming out. He's staring down the Good Brothers and Omega. And then out comes the Young Bucks. And then they go in the ring, and they're all standing tall together. Now we're getting a big six-man next week, and that's going to be countering uh, TakeOver Night 1. I think this is the right call here. Uh, we were kind of speculating a couple weeks ago, you know, how dope would it be Moxley tagging with the Bucks versus uh, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. And then it just kind of got me thinking, like, going back to 2017, right? I was thinking, like, what if somebody just went up to you, Ryan, and was like, hey, listen, in a couple years from now, four years from now, we're going to see Dean Ambrose tag with the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. And then at the time, you would be like, but wait a minute. First of all, the Good Brothers are with AJ on Raw, and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are in New Japan, and Dean Ambrose is part of the Shield. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, oh, oh by the way, they're going to be doing this six-man in a different company that's not even created. If somebody was to tell you that back in 2017, you would be like, you're fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, where the hell did you pull that out of? It's it's truly amazing. It really is. Um, I, I said it on the show last week. Uh, not to say I told you so, but I told you so. <laughs> I said uh, this was coming. Or, or no, no, I didn't say this was coming. I said this is what I wanted to see. I said I wanted to see the, the Young Bucks teaming up with John Moxley. I think that would be an awesome, uh, fun match to go up against Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. And I said that's a perfect main event to counter-program NXT TakeOver night one. Uh, not that AEW normally counter-programs, you know, things like that, but it is WrestleMania week. They, it is a live show. Um, you know, they sold tickets to this show, this upcoming Dynamite, and the house show two days later. They're going to make it good. They're, they're going to make it big. Um, and this is a big main event for that show, so I'm really excited for it. And, um, you know, going back to what you said before with Don Callis and Matt Jackson, it seems like they're, like, teasing the Young Bucks turning heel, even though it wouldn't make sense. It's just like they are making them look weak and look like losers. And like they keep talking about how like they're not the same young bucks. And right. Don Callis keeps saying it's not the same young bucks I saw in New Japan. And also on Being the Elite, if anybody still watches that, last week, uh, Brandon Cutler cut a promo on the young bucks. Yeah. Yep. Because he lost their, the, their six man match. And he said, This isn't you guys. Like, you know, you guys aren't angry. Like, this is not the same you. So that that intrigues me a little bit. So I hope they don't turn on John Moxley next week because I just I don't want to see the Bucks and Kenny and the Good Brothers back together again. We got that good moment, but I just kind of want to see face Young Bucks for a while. Um, you know, separated from Kenny and the Good Brothers. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm hyped for this main event. It should be a lot of fun next week. 
Do Do you think? Because you remember when the Young Bucks were feuding with FTR right before uh, what was that All Out? What was it when they fed yeah. or full? No, Full Gear. Full, full gear. gear. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember like the Young Bucks kind of had like an attitude switch and they were just like super kicking people for no fucking reason? Like remember yeah, it? Right. Yeah. Do you think like maybe they're gonna go in that direction again and kind of like try to retell that story where they're gonna try to become kind of like the old Young Bucks? They could probably tell that story without them reuniting again with the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega, or they could do something down the lines where maybe they turn on Moxie, but also like not fuck with Kenny Omega and Good Brothers mm-hmm. either. Maybe they could do tell that story too. I just yeah. think, I just feel like if we were gonna get this full Bullet Club US reunion, we should have been telling that already that story already right without right. with when we got the two sweet they should have kept on telling like that and that's when i even criticized aew at the time because it was like we got that two sweet moment and then a week later we already started getting dissension like i was like what right. are you guys doing like if we're gonna tell this story where they're as a unit like let's let's like keep this going and tell this story like long term where then we get yeah. the breakup i you know on paper you think like ultimately we're going to get the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers for the tag titles at Double or Nothing, right? I mean, yeah, you would think so, right? And that seems like where where this is all leading to. Uh, I hope it doesn't lead to another Kenny Omega versus John Moxley match because I don't know how you could follow up a barbed wire death match. I mean, that, that's got to be the ending of the feud right there. So I hope we don't get another one of those matches. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, dude. Like, you can't just turn the Bucks heel and then have them join... Omega and the Good Brothers, because we could we could have just been doing that this whole entire right, time. Right. They could have been together since the start. So that's why I don't want to see that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out. I'm actually, I was actually thinking about that t- today, too, on, on the ride over here. I was thinking about, like, you know, regardless of the farther church of the, an explosion that we got to end uh, Revolution, right? You know, the match at Omega and Moxie was so brutal. I'm surprised that Moxie's still even on TV. Like, I thought that this was going to be how you write off Moxley and, you know, he obviously his wife is pregnant and we don't see him on TV for a couple of months. I, you know, that's what I thought was going to happen. But this guy's still appearing on TV. It's like, if you, do you think they called an audible because the explosion wasn't what they thought? So they're like, wow, how can we write this guy off after that? But then, it, okay. That, that'd be interesting. That'd but, be interesting to so know. if they did call an audible, right? Where do you go from here? Like, what I they know. were, they, like you said, they did a barbed wire explosive death match which regardless of what you thought of the explosion the match was amazing so it's like what how yep. can they top that like no i know do they do like a triple cage barbed wire explosive <laughs> volcano i don't know suicidal something match i don't just just throw them in the limo and and, and do some uh backstage and do some um special effects to have the limo blow up similar to vince mcmahon and, and just you know have him come back a few months later. Is there any way they could top this? Do you think? Do you? I feel like Kenny Omega and John Moxley are creative geniuses, right? I think we could both yep. agree on that. Um, you know, they're top of their game. You know, reg- you know Kenny Omega, arguably the greatest wrestler right now. Uh, you can make the yep. argument, you know, one, two, three, whatever. And John Moxley, he he's he's a top guy. You know, John Moxley. Whether you like him or not, the second he showed up on AEW at the end of the Double or Nothing, the first Double or Nothing, that was a major game changer. Like, he is the guy without holding the title. That's how, that's the caliber John Moxley is. Of course. I feel like they're going to try to redo this one day. I'm not saying it's going to happen a month from now. I'm not going to say it's going to happen in 2021. 
But just based on the negative feedback that that explosion got, you know, the explosion quotations, right? And how much, you know, how much effort and blood and sweat and everything they did in the ring, which is a shame because the match was great. It's just, you know, the the fart in church at the the ending of the the show is what takes away that great match. I feel like these two are going to try to revisit this at some point. I don't think they should have another match. Um, but <laughs> I, feel, I feel like so dumb saying this, but the end game should be Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers blowing John Moxley up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, you know, I mean, <laughs> if they do it backstage, they could obviously get away with so, editing it and stuff. So you're thinking like, you're not even thinking like match here. You're thinking no, like, you're thinking I'm like, thinking of writing him off and ending this and, and getting him out of Kenny Omega's sights. And then, you know, for a long time, whether that's he's on TV or not, right. which, you know, if he's on TV, obviously he would want to go for Kenny Omega. That's just thinking logically. He's not just going to go for somebody else like Karrion Cross did in the meantime. Uh, you know, a little, little shot at that stupid program. But, um, you know, I, I and then maybe like after Kenny Omega's beaten everybody, then revisit the John Moxley thing. I don't know. I wouldn't do a whole nother match. Do, do you- I mean, I just feel like that's just. So the second you, so you the second you said write someone off and you said like hey they could get away with it you know especially with like a pre-tape or whatever right I instantly started getting flashbacks of a couple of things that WWE has done right you remember the NWO the Rock segment for WrestleMania yep, yep. what was that 18 yeah. with the with the with the thing with the ambulance and yeah. the with the thing with the Rock where it ultimately should have killed the Rock but you know whatever <laughs> it's wrestling you know, remember yeah. also Kane Shane McMahon the limo. Remember yeah, that? That's what I just said. The limo. Yeah. The limo. Also, remember yeah. Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns with the with the stretcher. And, yeah. And, the, and, yeah. And the list goes on and on. Like we could keep going with this. You know what? Um, I I was thinking like, hey, they gotta have another match. But you know, you're you're. I think you might be onto something. And who knows? Maybe this fucking week on Wednesday night. Maybe this is it. Cause is is um is John Moxley um. Is he uh, getting advertised for that uh, that uh, house, show the house show on Friday? I don't know. Good question. I don't know. Oh, but then, but he's doing blood sport though, so maybe he's not on that house show. Oh, right, right. But hey, he could still die on Wednesday and show up in blood sport on <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, I. I'll, it's different like worlds. I, hey, listen, it's different worlds. It's world one, world two. Right, it's right. Earth one, Earth two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, hey, look, just Brody King's facing Chris Dickinson, right? So it's, it's not, nothing else matters within each company. So I mean, doesn't matter. I, you mean you might be onto something? Like what? Like what if it, during the main event they do something? They do they have obviously a pre-tape where I don't know they they throw John Moxley I don't know like in a. I don't know, pool of piranhas or something. I don't know. Like, like something. <laughs> Throw them in the ocean. Yeah, right. Do you do, do something like that. You write him off. We don't see him for a couple of months. And then when he comes back, he comes back to, he comes back. Like you remember when Seth Rollins brought um, Dean Ambrose back during their feud against, I think it was the Wyatt and he came back jacked. Like, you remember that? Yeah. It wasn't yeah, the Wyatt. Yeah. It was, um, I think it was the bar. No, when he, was it the bar? When, when, yeah. When, when he came back, um, like what his last comeback? Yeah, remember when Rollins was like he was feuding yeah. with somebody. I want to say it was the bar. I could be wrong here. And um Yeah, yeah. And then um 
He was like, he just oh, comes out looking jacked. Yeah. yeah, he was like, I got a lunatic or something like that. And then, because, yeah, you know, right. WWE doesn't want to surprise anybody. Like, they should have just left that surprise for, like, I think SummerSlam or whatever. And then yeah, fucking it was a week Am- later. Yeah. yeah, Ambrose came back, came out jacked. Like, imagine, like, we get like that. Like, you know, they write off Moxley somehow, some way. And the dude, like, in, I don't know, six months or something, he just comes back, like, just jacked. Dude, write him off. Let him go to New Japan. Let him do stuff in New Japan for a while and just let him focus on that with the U.S. title. And, uh, you know, maybe he does G1 and then let him come back after that. I'd be so down for that because right now, like, I mean, well, TNT, Tony Khan and all the executives and stuff might disagree because of ratings and things like that. But I don't think the show needs John Moxley on it right now. I think they can get away without him being there. So, yeah, I agree, too. I definitely agree. All right. Um... <laughs> Let's see, where are we going to go from here? Okay, so the uh, Pinnacle, right, they, they kept on promoting uh, that MJF was going to surprise his Pinnacle uh, stable mates. Um, so we get this segment in their, in their locker room, and uh, he's like, oh, you know, we get a, you know, a custom tailor, you know, he's showing, like, different vari- varieties of, like, suits and ties and this and that. And then MJF goes to the bathroom, and you see Chris Jericho, uh, Ortiz, Santana, and Sammy Guevara looking pissed the fuck off, just staring a hole through MJF. MJF closes the door. He goes, like, we need to get out of here. He goes out through the other door, and Jake Hager standing there. The pinnacle is just, just looking, like, stunned with their mouths open. And then Jake Hager just lands a good one on MJF, and we get this amazing fucking backstage brawl. Such I thought segment. this brawl was so fucking good. Fucking uh, Dax Harwood fucking gets, you know, busted open and it's yeah. everything everything was so good jericho and mjf fucking going at each other mjf selling like amazing you know through the glass fucking um fridge yeah, soda machine yeah you know jericho giving mjf a swirly in the toilet i just love this <laughs> i love this whole backstage segment i how do you what was it, like a five minute six minute segment yeah, dude, like freaking Wardlow went through a, um, one of the massage tables yeah. backstage. Yeah. This looked like a brutal bump. Cash Wheeler going through, going into the ice bath. Yeah, even Tully Blanchard was getting beat up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah. 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 Oh, this was so good. Oh, uh, it was so good. Um, what do you think? They, what do you think they do here, man? What? Um, I know people are saying bloods and guts. Some other people I've said on record, you know, I wouldn't mind another stadium stampede. Or maybe do we get something else here that we're not even thinking of? Uh, what, what what do you think here? What do you, what do you think? Because this story is going to get like, this story is going to get continued into double or, uh, double or nothing, right? And who knows? It might not even be a stable versus stable match. It could just be separate individual matches. And then somewhere down yeah. the line, we lead to like a group versus group match. What do you think they go from here? I would do something similar to the elite and the inner circle. I've had this go on for a long time. They probably will do that. Cause that's what AEW does. They do long-term storytelling. They don't really do like a blow off like this. Cause I just feel like double or nothing while it does seem like the perfect time to do like a stable versus stable match, because this feud is already starting red hot and we still have, um, you know, a while to go over a month before double or nothing. Right. So like what else could they, they could do a lot more in between that time to really build it. Um, I just feel like they're not going to just end it like that with a one-off. I, I just really don't think so. Um, and I know you mentioned Stadium Stampede. It really all depends on if AEW wants to make the Stadium Stampede like a traditional, and they can't even really do that because it's not like because the pandemic is going to be. It's not going to be in Jacksonville every year, right? Um, 
blood and guts. Now, I don't think they'll get, they're going to do that until fans come back. I don't think they could do it in the Daily's place. Hence right. why they haven't done that yet. Right. And they want like a packed out crowd for that, like they were supposed to have in uh, Newark, New Jersey. So that obviously isn't happening until at least September because I think that's when that show got postponed to because I actually have tickets for that. So I have an email about that not too long ago. Uh, who knows if that's going to even happen? But I think they hold off on it, man. I think what I think what you said is what's going to happen. I feel like they're probably going to do some uh, some singles matches, and uh, I mean, I mean that's how, that's how I would do it. Honestly, right. I'm not even actually so sure if that's what they're going to do. Um, I just feel like another stadium stampede. And shout out to Brian Sendek, Royal Rumble Wrestling on uh, Instagram. He said the same thing I was thinking. Like, I just don't want to see another stadium stampede because the first one was just too perfect. Right. And what could they do to possibly top that in the same exact stadium where they pretty much utilized every aspect of that stadium? Right. How could they recreate something that was that good? I just rather not see it, you know, a, a second time. Um, so I don't know, man. It, it is going to be really interesting to see where they go. I really can't give you a concrete answer as to what is going to happen because I really don't know. Yeah, dude. Um, I personally wouldn't mind seeing another stadium stampede match. I feel like all the creative minds that are involved here, I feel like they could pull it off. But I do get what you and Brian um, from the Royal Ramble or the Ramble Royale is saying. I do get uh, that perspective on like, it's just, man, the first one it was just too good. You know, the sequel yeah, isn't always yeah. that great. You know, the sequel is never that great. So I do understand that perspective. But I. Like I said, I personally wouldn't mind another state of Stampede. I feel like if anybody, yeah. if anybody could pull it off, it'll be everyone involved here. I think they could, you know, they could uh, create some cool stuff. But maybe they just go in the individual route. Maybe some tag matches here and there. Maybe some singles matches, you know, going into double or nothing. Or, or who knows? Maybe you have like a a multi man like I don't know like type of battle royal or ladder match where certain members of certain, of these groups are involved in and they could continue their feud there. So they they could yeah. go different ways. I think we gotta wait and see. But I I stand where I would not be I would not mind and I wouldn't be surprised if they go to the stadium stampede route because like you said this is not gonna be a traditional thing because we're in the pandemic era still and right. going into May for double or nothing double or nothing that might potentially be the last time where they could use the stadium for this type of match in a while. Right. Cause who knows, who knows um, if we'll ever get one again. So yeah, um, yeah. I feel like if they have thoughts of doing another one, you better do it now. Cause once this pandemic is over, you're not, we're probably never going to see another stadium stampede match ever again. Well, maybe they'll do another one. They just won't call it stadium stampede. They'll call it football fuckery. As good old Jim oh Cornette would say. Oh my! Oh, your boy Jim Cornette, your boy. My boy, yeah, my my best bud. Your best. Okay, well that's an easy transition because you mentioned best bud. Let's talk about the best friends. There we go. Listen, See, that's what I'm here for, man. I know, man, for. Ryan. You're just a, you're just a great guy, bro. You're just a great guy. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was not looking forward to this match whatsoever. I had the second it was announced. I was like, oh, really, man? Uh, anarchy, arcade match, arcade anarchy. I was just like, ugh. But did I, I was shocked. I was shocked on how good this match was. It was really entertaining. We saw the return of Trent and and uh, and Trent's mom with the van. Sue. Sue. We got that. We also got the return of Chris Stantlander. You know, her popping up in the in the what, what do you call those gimmicks? Uh, where what do you call those gimmicks with the claw? You win the prize in uh, Leo. The claw machine. 
The is it the claw machine? Is the claw machine? I just call it the crane machine. The what? <laughs> the crane machine. I thought you said cream machine. I'm like, wait a minute. What is no. that? Wrong show. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> that is a disgusting ass. But yeah, we got uh we got Chris Statlander popping up, and then she fucking nails Penelope Ford through the table with like a uh what was it, like a yeah, the air uh, hockey table. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was just I, I loved everything about this match. I it was they really caught me by surprise, mm-hmm. and now it looks like we have a new best friend in the best friends because now we have a female Chris Statlander. She's part of this group once again, another fucking stable. But I feel <laughs> right. like this stable people aren't invested in, you know. Uh, how could you not be? Yeah. Chucky T, Trent, Orange Cassidy, and now Chris Statlander. What do you what what you thought of this whole match and now a new member of the best friends? No, I was just like you. I said as soon as this was announced that this is so stupid. I'm so over this feud. Miro needs to drop uh Kip Sabian already. I'm sick and tired of this. Arcade Anarchy don't really care about these video games. What are they gonna fight in an arcade? I said, okay, maybe it'll be fun, but I just don't care enough about it. And then when I saw it when it was main eventing, I'm like, oh, God, why is this main eventing the show? Right. Um, and it wasn't cinematic. It was not in an arcade. They basically built a bunch of different um, video game um, video game machines. I don't even know what you want to call them um, that you see in an arcade. They even had a prize table yeah, they had with a, a bunch of weapons table. on yep. there, which I thought was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought they utilized everything perfectly, you know, from Chucky e. T jumping off of off of one of the machines to having Chris Statlander come up out of nowhere in the crane machine. I thought that was an awesome spot where she just pushes the glass, and the plexiglass comes right at Mel before. I thought that was great. <laughs> and then the um, that power slam through the air hockey table, which was great. Um, you know, Trent coming back with Sue driving him into the arena, I thought was just hilarious. Can't get enough of uh, Sue on screen. I think it's great. Yeah, man, this was this was a really awesome main events and it was a really fun way to end the, what was a really really fun dynamite in general i thought it was great and how could anybody hate this group of the best friends and chris statlander it's just it worked perfectly just the dynamic of orange cassidy and chris statlander alone those two are perfect for each other to like feed off of and we you know again if you saw if you watch being the elite you saw a while back we got some segments between the two of them together mm-hmm. you know um i think their, their character dynamics work well together so I thought it was great. I really did. It's awesome to see Trent back. I love Trent. I'm a huge fan of him. And, uh, you know, Kip Sabian took the fall here. So I hope this only leads to Miro getting pissed off at Kip Sabian. That's his dead weight. I agree. Cut off that dead weight and do something else, man. Time to move on. If there's any time to pull the trigger on this, uh, you know, type of alliance, you, you got to do it now. You know, Miro needs to be a single star already and just be a powerhouse that he is. Yeah. Um, quick notes on impact. Uh, Eric Young, unfortunately, he's going to be out to six to nine months. He has a torn ACL. It's a shame because uh, he's been doing some interesting work in impact with his stable, Violent by Design, um, the stable that he's leading with um, Rhino. Uh, what's his face? Um, Joe Doring. Yeah. And what's the and, other dude's name? I can't um, forget. Um, Diener. 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 Yeah, yeah. Cody Diener. So Cody um, Diener. it's a shame. I don't know what, what happens with the stable now. I You know, Rhino's pretty good on the mic. Maybe he could... Uh, fill in that role until Eric Young is back or I don't know, maybe Eric Young could still be like kind of like a mouthpiece, like maybe like an MVP type role where he could kind of manage the three. I don't know what you could do here, but it, it's a shame, man. Um, you know, sad to see uh, Eric Young go down like this because, you know, he was underutilized in WWE and, you know, he goes back to impact. He becomes world champion and he's getting spotlight. He's getting shown he's in programs and now he's hurt. 
Yeah, man. It's such a huge blow when you ever see anybody get an injury like this where they're out for six to eight to nine to ten months or whatever. It just sucks. Um, that stable was a lot of fun. It was picking up a lot of steam. I love the name, too. Violent mm-hmm. by Design. I think that's so badass. Yeah, um, me too. It just, yeah, it, it's a shame. When I heard this, I was like, oh, dude, like, like I said, he was he was doing some great stuff there. And, of course, you know, with the show so taped far in advance, obviously you're still beyond uh, TV for a while. But, right. um you know, yeah, it's just when the next set of tapings rolls around, let's see how they utilize him. It depends on if he, you know, if he could just walk out there with crutches every single week, you know, maybe they can make something work. He could just be the mouthpiece just to keep him on TV. Right. But, um, yeah, man, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. That's uh, If Eric Young is cool with that, like doing that role while he's in the road to recovery, just kind of being a mouthpiece, I kind of hope that, that you know, they do that so they can still keep some type of momentum going for this stable. Uh, they announced the main event. Um, another six man. We get the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan, Eddie Edwards, and Willie Mack. Now, this match on paper looks great. I'm sure the match is great, but I kind of got to give Impact a congratulations. Congratulations, you played yourself. Because out of all weeks to make the switch, yeah, right. On days where they could have stayed on Tuesday, they do it on WrestleMania week where they're going head to head with Takeover. Which, in theory, the reason you're making the switch is not to go head-to-head with a WWE product, but yet you're going head-to-head with fucking TakeOver? Like, what's wrong with you people? Like, couldn't you just wait a week when all the switches are permanent then to switch days? You didn't have to do the week of Mania. Right. What, what, what are they, afraid of the Hall of Fame ceremony this week? Really? On, on, on Tuesday night? Like, uh, do they fear that? Is why That's why they had to move so quickly? I don't get it. I, I really don't. I, I don't think... And again, no disrespect to Impact. I don't think anybody is going to watch that. I'm going to DVR that. Who knows when I'll be able to watch that because I'll be on Tampa the next day. So listen, as much that as, much as I want to see that match, I'm probably not even going to watch Impact because I'm going to be watching TakeOver. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, nobody's nobody's going to watch the, uh, Impact over over TakeOver. I mean, I'm not even watching AEW Live next week over TakeOver. I usually watch AEW Live every week, and I watch NXT on the DVR. Right. I can't do that next week for I want to take over. That card is way too stacked. Um, so nothing is going to make me watch, uh, not watch TakeOver. You right. know? So yeah, I agree. I, I, I saw that too. And I noticed that I'm like, out of all weeks, like, why are you moving this week? You know, like you have this <laughs> freaking Hall of Fame ceremony on there this week on Tuesday night. I'd rather watch Impact than the Hall of Fame ceremony. So like mm-hmm. now I'm going to be forced to watch a Hall of Fame because, you know, or unless I'll go probably go watch some baseball, the, the Met game is on on Tuesday night. But like, I just, again, it makes no sense. But so yeah, I thought the same exact thing. <sighs> I don't I don't get it, dude. I don't get it. But they get a congratulations for that. Andrade. He made the rounds this week. Uh recently he posted a little tease that he signed a new contract. And also he did an interview with Hugo Savinovich, you know, former WWE uh, Spanish announce team. He's current uh triple A uh commentator. He did a kind of, I won't say a shoot, because he wasn't really burying WWE, but he did point out some uh, some interesting notes, and Leo's smiling here, so I'm sure he's going to add it. He's, uh, he's, I'm sure he's going to add his two cents he's into work, it. He's working with Hugo. So uh, he was talking about um, how there was like a false like pregnancy with Charlotte, um, a lot of stuff there. Um, he, I don't think he... Ba- I don't think he buried WWE in his interview. No, he didn't. He didn't. But um, there were some interesting notes when it comes to Andrade. Let's first start off with, um, I guess, like the pregnancy rumors, like the, I guess, the mishandling of WWE. I'm like, what do you think of all this? Uh yeah, it's I, it's 
it's completely unacceptable for that to even happen, first of all. And right. I, you know, of course, you know, some people in the wrestling community are just so heartless and just don't really give a shit about anything uh, when it comes to these people's, like, you know, normal lives or real lives or their, you know, feelings or whatever like that. Right. But I feel for Charlotte in this position. I really do. I mean, mm-hmm. they took her off of WrestleMania. They took her off the poster because they thought she was pregnant. She's not pregnant. Right. You know, like, it, that's just like, that's, that's, that's wrong, man. That's, that's wrong. You know, like, and you're, of course, people are probably out there. Oh, she's missing mania. Yeah. Like, like put, put that doctor in the hall of fame right now, baby. Like, like, hell yeah. But like, I'm not one of those people. I'm just like, wow. Like, I feel like she should be added right. to WrestleMania now because like, that's, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel for her, man. I really do. I don't, I, just, I don't know how that happens. Well, you know, for for other reasons that we're gonna give a congratulations for this one. Well, I guess we'll give WWE an early one. You played yourself. It's just, it's not right. It's not right. Like you said, I feel for Charlotte, and I'm not one of these people that dislike Charlotte. I love Charlotte so much. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. I think man. you know, she is. She's gonna go down to history as probably the greatest female wrestler of all time. You know. I mean, it's not her fault that her dad is Ric Flair, and no. she's just so that she's so damn good. Yeah. You know, it's not like she's being pushed into this spot and she's not good like she can't back it up like right. she's you know she's right. amazing you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. it's a shame also with andrade signing where, where do you think this guy's going bro um you know u.s promotion tells me ring of honor why um, why are you saying it like that <laughs> because i'm disappointed man. <laughs> um but I also think he's gonna, <laughs> yeah. I also think CMLL is a place that he's gonna be going back to as soon as possible, and then possibly a new Japan. The one thing that he did say in that interview um, was that he did not want to be exclusive to one company, which I, is good for him. I want to throw this out there, right? Um, now. Some people online were pointing at like, oh, look at what, look at the chain he has on. It looks like the Lucha Underground emblem, but I didn't pay no mind to that. But <laughs> I wouldn't even know what the logo looks like. Right, I didn't pay no mind to that. But some interesting, it's kind of been under the radar. But I'll share this with you. It looks like there's a potential idea out there, unless things are already in motion, that Lucha Underground is going to come back, but under the MLW banner. I don't know if you've read mm. this at all no. or whatever. Never seen they, that. No. They've kept teasing they're not calling it lucha underground they're calling it aztec underground and apparently um court bauer which he's the 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 president of mlw and conan are behind this of this potential idea so i don't know if this is going to be like a different brand for mlw i don't know if this is just going to be like um uh you know not a long-term thing maybe just gonna be maybe like a subdivision of some sort you know uh maybe a a small run I, i i don't understand i don't necessarily know what's the end goal here or maybe this is going to cross promote with mlw fusion i'm not sure but you know you mentioned that andrade doesn't want to sign long-term deals or exclusive deals i could see this guy being part of it of an mlw and maybe being like the the face of this potential uh aztec underground concept i didn't hear about that at all um which is surprising because i usually well 
at least I think I have my finger on the pulse somewhat. Um, that's interesting, though. That's very, very intriguing stuff. Uh, I think that'd be a good move to, to merge those two companies together. That'd be great for MLW. It'd be great for Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that name is pretty badass, Aztec, mm-hmm. uh, Underground, whatever, wrestling, whatever um, right. it would be called. And Andrade would be a huge piece of that. If they bring him in right away, just say they launch that, and he just says on the debut episode, that's that's instantly huge. That's going to get so many people to tune in, especially if you um, – advertise him being there mm-hmm. in the beginning mm-hmm. that show could do some good ratings yeah. um so yeah i wouldn't be surprised like i said i wouldn't be surprised if he, if he pops up everywhere to be honest right. i'm talking about everywhere in terms of like ring of honor then he does impact then he does new japan then he does mll and he does triple a like he makes random appearances for a while until he eventually maybe settles down with one company and maybe that one company at maybe just say a year from now is AEW, right. you know, AEW and New Japan. He could do, he could be on the same deal that Chris Jericho's on, that John Moxley's on. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be, that's why I wanted John Moxley to do for a little bit. And he did, he did, he was still able to do indies. He was still able to do um, New Japan, stuff like that. But he just signed with AEW right off the bat. I would love to see Andrade dip his toe into all these different promotions before he settles down with one. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he had a blank piece of paper, so maybe he's just trolling. Maybe he's not signing with one company, but, right. um, you know, I, I think Ring of Honor is probably a safe bet to go there with Roosh and his mm-hmm. buddies over there. Um, him and Zelina Vega, too, with rumors that she signed a short-term yeah, deal. Yeah, especially since they, like they got rid of Amy Rose from uh, LFI and Ring yeah. of Honor. So I just feel like that makes perfect sense. But also Impact, I'm not going to um, rule them out either. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's AEW. I, I would love to see the pairing of, and I said this before, of Andrade and Zelina Vega in New Japan. I feel like they would be a killer yeah. unit in New Japan, especially Zelina just cutting promos. No, uh, you know, the cuffs off. There's no barriers. There's no nothing. Just hurt. Just spitting. I just feel like the pairing of the two in New Japan would be great. But yeah, we got to wait and see. We got to wait and see um, what happens there, especially uh, going back to the. Um, you mentioned John Moxley, you know, how that's what he was doing originally, you know, with New Japan and AEW, you know, he did the G1. Man, with this forbidden door being open, wide open, I would love to see guys from Impact and AEW that ain't necessarily doing much on their TV. Hey, just send them to New Japan for, you know, a month and a half and let them do the G1. Send them to developmental. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it's, it's tough. I mean... You could work around it now because we've seen guys go there from the U.S. and vice versa. So the pandemic is really not to really blame. I know it's a long process to get the quarantine and all that stuff. So it's, it's a little difficult. But with the way we're making progress with vaccines and everything like that, and uh, I just feel like over time, sometime this year, whether it's you know in a few months or a month from now or by the end of the year, things will start opening back up. And I do hope to see that as well because I think, you know, especially with the best of super juniors, man, uh, whew. God, the amount of talent that they can use in that tournament from companies like Ring of Honor, Impact, and AEW. I mean, God, the possibilities are absolutely endless. All right, dude. Um, what I want to touch on next, before we touch on the WWE stuff, and this is kind of WWE related too. We had someone, you could say unfortunate news this week with the, with the belt reveal of New Japan, right? The world title. I think for the most part, a lot of people were disappointed. But then to end the week... When you talk about a bombshell that has shocked the wrestling world, right? It's only one guy that we could talk about, right? And this guy is him. That I am the best in the world at what I do. I prove it, I claim it, I am it every single night. Chris Jericho 
is going to be the next guest on Broken Skull Sessions with Steve Austin on the WWE Network on <laughs> the forbidden door is truly open, my friends. You like the production, right? When you said Chris Jericho, he showed up on screen. Just saying. Just Leo, shut the fuck up. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, what's your reaction on this? I, I just couldn't believe it, bro. I, I thought it was an April Fool's joke. Dude, me too. I I was looking to see or to make sure that it was a legit WWE account that was tweeting this. Because I was just like, How? How is this possible? How did this come about? You know, obviously AEW and Tony Khan have no problem with this happening. Of course. But I said, how is Vince reacting to this? How did Vince approve? Well, Vince right? has dementia. Vince has dementia, right? So I don't know. Yes. Even, yeah. But Triple H went on record this week saying that, you know, that we're open for business. So, I mean, Triple H, to my opinion, has the mindset that he does, he's willing to, when it's for the right reasons, he's willing to open up his doors. Also, the fact that we're talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin right. here definitely helps this out, okay? Stone Cold's like, he's him and The Rock are two guys that could get away with anything and convince Vince of anything to make something happen. Um, I'm just curious to see, and obviously I'm going to say no, a hard no, but if they mention anything, anything about AEW or where Chris Jericho is right now, Bro, what he's doing. I'm letting you know right now, right now, if they do not mention, for, first of all, Austin said, we're going to talk about everything. We're going to acknowledge everything. Austin said this in a tweet. We'll if see. they don't talk about New Japan and AEW, this shit's a miss. I'm sorry. It's a Listen, fucking miss. They might talk about it, but how is WWE going to edit around it? You know? Just say they, they film it and they talk about it because I don't think this is live, right? I don't think I don't think the Stone Cold Podcast server live. Well, listen, if they don't talk about AEW New Japan, it's a miss in general, and, and you're gonna get backlash from. They might talk New Japan because they've mentioned New Japan on WWE TV before, right? But AEW, the direct competition. I mean, look how long it took them to mention TNA. They started talking TNA when AJ Styles came there, and they they showed footage of Impact Wrestling because I think they got like access to the library or something like that, so they could they could roll the footage of old Impact stuff. But AEW, man, that's direct competition. That's the big bully that's kicking them off of Wednesday but, nights. But you also, uh, so you know, I would really be stunned, and I'm really curious to see. Um, like, so unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but I'll be at Mania, and it happens after Mania. So you got to let me know right away <laughs> what goes down on that podcast I just, because I am very, very looking forward to it. Listen, I'll be obviously watching it. Later. Listen, we're gonna criticize WWE in a bit, but. You know what? The more and more I think about this, the more I'm starting to think like maybe WWE's starting to get to the point where they know AEW's not going to go anywhere, right? Like AEW's here to stay. And yes, for all you WWE marks and shills, AEW's not going anywhere, right? Like huh. they're here to stay. Listen, if Impact is still around, trust me, AEW is here to stay. And they just looking at it like, hey, they're going to stick around or whatever. So now... It's like, you know, Jericho, at the, at the end of the day, Jericho, he's a WWE Hall of Famer, right? He's yeah. bound to get the ring sooner rather than later. It's just like, why not? You know? know. It's not like they're having Darby Allen or, uh, <laughs> or like, yeah, I don't know, right. like Darby Allen or Kenny Omega on WWE TV. Like, listen, when I instantly saw this, right, I'm like... If Jericho's going to be on there, right, and based on what type of episode we get where they talk about everything, which I'm on the side that I feel like they're going to talk about AEW New Japan, in my opinion. 
if we get this, it's only a matter of time that we get John Moxley in one of these broken skull sessions. Yeah, man, I, nothing's out of the question now. With the forbidden door wide open, anything is possible. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at this point either. I would not be shocked if, like, after Mania weekend, right, we get one of Tony Khan's promos on Impact saying, like, hey, I even look Chris Jericho go on the WWE Network. Like, because I'm the forbidden yeah. door. I own professional wrestling. I could see him cutting a promo like this. Oh, if he doesn't, that's a big, big missed opportunity. I, I, I know they're probably pre-taped because uh, Impact's pre-taped. But uh, and maybe they didn't know about this till the last minute. But I would redo that promo just to put that in there because he has to. How, how can he not? That's, I, this is huge. I'm gonna throw this hypothetical at you, and and this is not something I believe, but I just want to throw it out there. When AEW was created, a, a, when it was first formed, when these guys are signing deals, there were three year deals. Isn't the three year mark coming up? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Is there any way, any chance, and I, and I don't think Jericho was leaving AEW, but is there any chance that Jericho was like, maybe he wants to go back there for a short-term deal to do something? No chance, right? I don't right? see it. I don't see it I don't either. See it. But that, that, that's he, been talks, a- he talks so highly of AEW in right. his podcast and everything. He says he loves it there. I feel like he eventually... He's got to take his place in the Hall of Fame, right? Eventually, he might return. But he WWE. can still be with AEW to have that. Right, Look right. what we're getting now. Right, right. And maybe he does go back to the WWE to have maybe a match. Right. But but ultimately, he is going to be a name that's synonymous with AEW. I think when his career is all said and done, he's going to be doing stuff backstage for AEW over backstage for WWE. Just my opinion. I just feel like him and Tony have this close-knit bond. And he's just, he loves it there. So I just don't see that changing just to go back to the WWE where, you know, he basically talks down about everything that they do. Mm-hmm. He would just look hypocritical if he did that. I, I hope he talks, I hope he, the same energy he has on his podcast. That's the type of energy I want to see in the sit down with Austin. That's the type of energy I want from Jericho. Yeah, yeah. All right, dude. Uh, let's talk about the Hurt Business in WWE. It's fucking over. It's done. They fucking split them up for no fucking reason. I just don't get it. No. You know, this is arguably, besides his impact stuff, this is probably Bobby Lashley's best body of work that he's done in his whole WWE run. Yeah. Um, he, uh, this Hurt Business has rejuvenated Sean Benjamin, right? Did, did, Look what he's done for Sean Benjamin. You know, obviously MVP plays a big hand in that. Cedric, you know, this is a guy that apparently Cedric had some heat in WWE, and then the Hurt Business came around. He became part of the group and became a tag team champion. Um, there, there was rumors coming out of this week that all the members of the Hurt Business were upset of the breakup. Um, many reasons why. It's like the the reason Bobby Lashley is even a world champion is because of the Hurt Business, because of the work he did with the Hurt Business and this whole stable. And now you're just breaking them up for no fucking reason. It's just, what the fuck, man? You have something good and you just fucking throw it in the trash for no reason. I fucking hate it. I hate Dude, it. Dude, Vince has, Vince has no patience with anything. He really doesn't. As soon as he gets tired of it, he just scraps the whole entire thing. And I, I see some people that, you know, somebody, uh, Ben says in the chat too, I think it's wor- a work personally with the Hurt Business. I saw some of that too, where I people are so. saying that it could be a work. Um, yeah, I hope so too. But am I am I putting money down on that? Absolutely not. Dude, I just, you know, it sucks for 
Cedric Alexander person. Like, if it sucks for one guy, it sucks for him because this rejuvenated his career. He was doing nothing. He was being wasted. He was a jobber. He was on main event. Yeah, he faced AJ a few times for the U.S. title. That was cool. Got his, you know, few moments to shine. Nothing else since. The Hurt Business gave him a sense of purpose. And we talk about how many factions AEW has, right? Everybody bitches and moans that they have too many factions, right? Well, at least everybody has a purpose. Everybody has something to do. Mm-hmm. It gives them a reason to be on TV. And it gives them, you know, just like I said, a sense of purpose. Right. And that is what Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are going to be losing now. Because look at them. They've just thrown into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on SmackDown. Not even on the WrestleMania card. Can you imagine the hottest thing going on Monday Night Raw? They even recently won the tag team titles. They're thinking they're in a prime spot. They're going to be on WrestleMania. Like, life has never been better. I'm going to say for Cedric Alexander more so because Shelton Benjamin, he's already had his career, Yeah, he's right? a veteran. Yeah. You're on top of the world. You know, Cedric has come a long way since, you know, his debacle in Ring of Honor. He left there. He bet on himself. And look how far he's come, right? And then a few weeks before WrestleMania, they take the titles off of them. Then they take him out of the Hurt Business. Now they're not even on the card. I mean, could you imagine how deflating that has to be for a superstar? It's just, uh, and again, you're, you, they basically killed Cedric Alexander with this because it gives him legit nothing to do now. Nothing to do. And like I said, Vince has just lost his damn mind. Man. I mean, Dave, <laughs> Dave Batista is going on record too, tweeting about how stupid this move was, you know? It just makes no sense. And especially now with Bobby Lashley, the or undoubtedly the biggest match of his career to date against Drew McIntyre, possibly headlining WrestleMania, and you don't have the Hurt Business as a unit, man, Just it just sucks. It just sucks. And, and now you're bringing Baron Corbin in? Oh. Like, what? No disrespect oh, to dude. Baron Corbin. No disrespect to him. But, man, you had a really cool fucking stable, and you break him up just to bring Baron Corbin, which apparently he's not part of the group, but it's still, like, why? I know. I know. Dude, I, I hate it, man. I hate everything about it. Uh, it's just... Like I said, I can only hope it's a work because what a damn shame. And I'm sorry, Cedric Alexander. I really feel for you. Yeah, I, I feel for them. I, I, I told you. I was on record saying, like, them dropping the tag titles on New Day just so AJ could have a match on WrestleMania. Don't get me wrong. AJ deserves to have a match at WrestleMania, but this is not it. You know? This right. isn't it. Pulling the tag titles was one thing. That was stupid enough. Yeah. But breaking up the Hurt Business, that's even worse. Right. I just, ugh, not a fan of it. And you know what? I'm, maybe... And I'm going to be honest here. I have some things going on in my personal life that, you know, has me all screwed up. But I'm just not excited for Mania, man. And I'm sure that watching it, when I watch it, I'm sure it's going to be a great show. I'm going to enjoy it. But just to yeah. build to this, besides the the triple threat match we're getting on the SmackDown side and then Bianca and Sasha, besides those two matches, which you could even kind of uh, pick apart the Sasha and Belair um you know, the lead-up to their Mania match. You could probably break that apart, too. But besides those two, man, everything has just been like, oh, man. And I'm sure I'm going to enjoy Mania. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy Mania. But, man, it's just, I'm not feeling it, man. That's the reason we're not even doing a Los Mania special. You know what? Because this ain't a WrestleMania special. It doesn't doesn't feel like WrestleMania. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for NXT TakeOver. I'm excited for that. I think they've done better builds to that. I'm even excited for some of the independent shows like Spring Break. I'm excited for that too. But it's just 
It's just this mania build, man. And I don't want to even hear the excuse, oh, but it's a pandemic. Well, ta- the takeover build has been great. Right. For the right. most yeah, part. I mean, this is, for the you're building part. towards You're building towards the first shows back with fans in well over a year. And it probably will be the only two shows still for a while without fans. Because right after this, they're going to another place to do the Thunderdome. You would think they would build this to be like, you know, especially with tickets going on sale so late, too. You'd think this build would be fantastic. Right. And it's not. But, you know, like you said, the, the two nights will deliver. I mean, that's one thing about the WWEs. They can't write uh, weekly TV for the life of them. But their pay-per-views deliver in big ways. And I'm sure both nights of WrestleMania will deliver. But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to argue there with uh, – with the with the build, it's it's been terrible. I do. Let's uh go over some. Uh, let's go through some of these. We're not gonna go through everything, but let's go through some of the the matches that are happening on Takeover Night One and Night Two. Uh, Pete Dunne and Kushida got announced uh, this past week. I think this match is gonna be incredible. I'm gonna go with Pete Dunne on this one. Yeah, yeah, I think Pete Dunne needs it. Uh, unfortunately, another loss for Kushida, but man, Pete Dunne is. Uh... You just got to keep climbing the ladder. And this is just a freaking banger of a match that I just never really knew I wanted until now. So this is just a great addition to that card. Uh, for the vacant tag team straps, because um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, Danny Burch is hurt, so they're vacant. MSK, Grizzle Young Vets, uh, Legado del Fantasma. I'm going to go with MSK, but I would not be mad if the Grizzle Young Vets win it either. Yeah, I got to go with MSK, man. Dusty Cup winners, they're so over right now. I just don't see how they don't give the titles to them. I feel like the plan was eventually to give the titles to them after winning the Dusty Cup. Mm-hmm. So here's the opportunity. Right. Uh, Walter versus Champa. This might be the match that steals the whole fucking weekend. Yeah. Potentially might steal the whole weekend. Listen, I hope Champa shaves his head for this match. I hope we get yeah. vintage Champa. And he kind of teased that in his promo this week that he was going to go back to the Blackhearts. I'm hoping... Just yeah. get rid of the old man patches, whatever he has going on top of there. But there's no way Walter's dropping this title, even though I wouldn't be mad if Ciampa was to beat him. But Walter's, you know, he, he's re, he's retaining the title here. Yeah, yeah. Easy pick. I'm so hyped for this match. Probably, probably the match I'm looking forward to all week. Who do you think is going to win the six-man gauntlet eliminator match? We got Leon Ruff, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, L.A. Knight. Uh... <laughs> Listen, anyone but anyone but Leon Ruff and Dexter Loomis. I'll be cool with any other, anyone other person. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Dexter Loomis, though. Unfortunately, oh. I, I just feel like I just feel like it makes sense with the story. I don't see how they give it to anybody else randomly. You know, I I just I know I don't want it either, but I just feel like <laughs> it's I feel like it's it's it makes too much sense, right? Okay. I mean, everything's you know. It would be cool to see LA Knight. We we did see the um yeah. altercation between those two. So maybe maybe he does win. Listen, um, LA Knight, Cameron Grimes, Isaiah Swerve Scott, which yeah. you know, Isaiah Swerve Scott, man, this guy's been stop and go with this guy. And then I compare his work that he did in MLW as world champion. I'm like, you know, this guy was the man in MLW and now he's in NXT and he's just like stop and go, stop and go. And I don't even like his appearance that much, like how he kind of changed his look. Like he needs yeah, to go yeah. back to his old vintage uh, you know, his old look that he was in an MLW. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Listen, I, you know, I don't even know. I, I, I lost my train of thought. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Matt Riddle talking to Oscar right now. I lost my train of thought. I just had something, bro. That that 
That was such a. I was looking at that. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> this is how bad Monday Night Raw is. The fact that Riddle just said, "I fuck it, I don't give a shit." Like that's yeah, how I bad. Mean, hey, the- I guess it it happens because it just happened to me right now. But I, you know, when you have to when you have to memorize all these lines, you know, you probably just forget them half the time. But um. Dude, that's why don't script these freaking promos, man. Let them just go off record, say whatever the hell they want. Just trust R- your talent. I love Riddle's just like we were just like I forgot. Showed, what. That was so funny. He, he was just so like funny. I just forgot what I was saying. And they just, Oscar's yeah. just looking at him like <laughs> Yeah, not like Oscar was even understanding anything before right. he got his lines. <laughs> oh man. All right. Main event for night one. Eo Shirai defending the NXT women's championship against Raquel Gonzalez. You know, everything points to Raquel Gonzalez taking the strap here, right? Everything yeah. points to that. But yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Eo retains, but I'm going to go with yeah. Raquel. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I don't, I'd be shocked because, you know, they took the tag titles off of, off of Raquel and Dakota, right? So mm-hmm. that's got to mean like, they're going to give her the championship. But I just feel like, I think Eo Shirai is going to overcome the odds. And, really? uh, you know, we're, we're going to see a heel, um, you know, they did tease Taya Valkyrie debuting on the April yep. 13th edition of NXT. I just feel like she's going to come in as a heel and uh, maybe come for Io Shirai right. next, like right off the bat. So I'm going to actually go with Io Shirai uh, in, I guess, what you would call an upset pick. Uh, they, they That promo that they showed on NXT this week, I think it was like, see you next week or see you something, Frankie, something like that. They better yeah. not make Taya's name Frankie. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. It, I, I, I interpreted that as the dog. I hope, I hope that, I hope that is. I hope that's true. Because <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. Because if they name Ty Valkyrie Frankie, <laughs> then I'm gonna go on a full rant that following Sunday. Because what the fuck, man? Really, Frankie? I hope Dude, that's I the- know. All right. Uh, the next night, Amber Moon, Shotzi Blackheart defending the women's tag titles against Candice LeRae, Indy Harwell. There's no way. Kansas and Indy are winning this. There's no way. They're, they're retaining these tag titles. Yeah, yeah. Ember Moon and Shotzi. They're, they're a fun team together, so I hope they hold on to these belts. We got the ladder match to uh, unify both Cruiserweight champion, uh, champions, uh, championships here. We got Jordan Devlin, Santos Escobar. I'm going to go with Santos here, man. Um, no disrespect to Jordan Devlin, but the guy just looks like he looks like a little person to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, ever since that whole speaking out movement, regardless of if he was innocent or guilty, uh, you know, he was his name was mentioned a lot in that. I just lost a lot of respect for that guy. And, right. and you know, they brought him back without any ramifications or anything. Um, yeah, I feel like he's going to drop this belt and just go back to the UK yeah. because I just, you know, I just feel like that makes the most sense. I mean, Santos Escobar has been doing some great work. Yeah. He, Santos Escobar is a star, too. He just, his yeah. swagger, his promos, everything about Santos Escobar is just streaming star. It's, uh, it's only, it's to the point where. You can even make the argument maybe he should drop the cruiserweight title so he can move on for the NXT World Title or the North American Title because that's how good yeah, yeah. that's how good Santos is. But I'm gonna go with I Santos mind here. That, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Santos here. All right, um, Johnny Gargano versus question mark because we don't know who it is. I'm gonna X. say I'm we'll, a, we'll call him X. <laughs> a, well, not X from New Japan, which ended no, up being Tony no, different, different X. You know what? I'm gonna go with Johnny Gargano just stealing the fucking weekend. He's gonna fucking retain. He's not dropping the title here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to predict when you don't even know who his opponent is. But right. yeah, I mean, I don't see him dropping to any of these guys that are in this gauntlet match. Finn Balor defending the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross. The weird, the 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 build to this match has been very weird. Um, I'm going with Karrion Cross here. I think he gets his title back. 
going with Finn, baby. I'm going with Finn Balor. Yeah, I. Okay. It's, it might be shocking, um, but I feel like Karrion Cross, his time in NXT is numbered. To give him the title again, just for him to hold it for a little while, makes no sense. I would just have Finn Balor um, hold on to that, and maybe you know, again, I don't think anybody would complain about this, but Adam Cole gets back into the t- into the mix again, and we see Adam Cole versus Finn. I don't know. I'm just going to go with, with Balor, though. I just feel like giving it back to Karrion Cross just really doesn't make too much sense because I just feel like his time is numbered in NXT. You know what I left for last, which to me, this is my main event, and that's Adam Cole, yep. Kyle Riley, unsanctioned match. We've seen him countless of times in the past in Ring of Honor in New Japan, but this time they're doing it in the big show in NXT Mania Weekend. <sighs> I love Adam Cole to death. That's my guy, but I'm going with Kyle Riley here. And Adam Cole's going to ride off into the sunset. And unfortunately, he will, might potentially be buried in Raw and SmackDown, which I hope doesn't happen. Mm. But yeah. uh, I think his time is done with NXT. It's like, I love Adam Cole so much, mm. but like, what more can you do in NXT? It's like, I it's like he, he, I don't know what else he could do. Like, I Listen, think- <clears throat> a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, don't, don't let Vince see Adam Cole. Don't let Adam Cole go up. But at this point, like, you gotta take the risk, man. Like he right. has to go up. I mean, he, in order for him to move forward with his career, he has to go up. That's the only option. He has nothing else left to do. That's the only option. Um, but I, I picked I picked Finn Balor because I feel I I because I just said maybe Adam Cole jumps into the title mix. Maybe not so much, but um, I just feel like this program between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly is not going to be a one off. I have a feeling this is going to be at least uh, a two out of three, um, you know, match. Feud. I'll be so cool I with that. Like this is, I, I feel like this is going to drag on to the next NXT TakeOver, maybe go throughout the summer. So I don't think Adam Cole is going up right yet. I'd see uh, maybe uh, SummerSlam is a possibility for him to go up to the main roster. And hope, I don't think right now. And hopefully by the summer, they're allowed fans and we can fucking watch it live. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. But I'm going to go Adam Cole here because I feel like this, this feud might end with Kyle O'Reilly on top, which would only make sense, right? Because it furthers Kyle O'Reilly and stuff, and Adam Cole doesn't need this. But, um, yeah, I feel like this is not a one-off, so I'm going to go with Adam Cole with the first one. Leo, pull up that graphic that I have of Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly that I posted this week real quick. I just want to put this out there real quick. So I made this little graphic. I did the same thing for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So I posted big shows here, right? So back in 2016, we had Kyle Riley versus Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor World title. I was there at the Hammerstein Ballroom for that. And then yep, a, a month later, we got them at Wrestle Kingdom at the Tokyo Dome. And now we're getting them Mania Weekend for TakeOver. Now, you know, because we have a whole bunch of peckerheads, you know, everywhere. They're like, oh, but what are their, their first match in 2012? Oh, but they, they fought a Super Card of Honor in, in 2016, too. Big shows, people. Big shows. The marquee <laughs> yeah. shows. Not a random house show in in Arkansas or something like that. No. Big shows. Big fucking shows. Okay? Not talking about Paul White. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Mania. Let's talk about Mania real quick. Um... Let's start with let's start with the marquee match at Mania: Bad Bunny versus The Miz, Night One. <laughs> yeah, marquee baby. Um, <laughs> so, let, let, I mean, you know, a lot of people are you know uh, crapping all over this, and I get it. I don't like celebrities in these type of situations either. But you know, Triple H has been hyping up Bad Bunny's training. Mm-hmm. They obviously are confident enough in him to give him a one-on-one match. 
I'm curious to see how he does. I really am. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. I'm sure he's going to go over, right? I mean, because how could he not? Right. Um, I'm curious to see how he does. I- I'm not downplaying this to the point where I'm just going to go hit the bathroom during this. I want to see how he is mm-hmm. in a one-on-one match. Working with The Miz is a perfect opponent, too. All right, say what you want about The Miz, but he's he's a great worker, okay? And um, I just feel like these two have potential to do something fun. That's all I'm going to say. No, I agree with you, too. Um my only criticism on this is it's not even Bad Bunny being involved in a match. I'm not actually, you know, shockingly, I'm not even uh, upset or even mad about that. I'm intrigued to see what he does. I think I'm more, my, my criticism on this is just a build to this. It's just been so. You could say that about, you could say that about every single match, which is why I'm trying to put the build as far away from my mind as possible when I'm looking at the Mania card. Right. Because I just feel like the build is not going to have anything to do with how much this delivers because. You know, it's just like it's almost as if if you let the build ruin a match for you, mm-hmm. then you literally just just stop watching WWE because the right. builds are always bad. So but, you're oh you're never gonna enjoy it. But I get I you guess know? I guess to to not to counter that, but it's like it's also like for example this past week on AEW with the Anarchy Arcade match, like I had yeah. I had no interest, no nothing or whatever, and no then we watched it, yeah. and then we watched it, and I'm like, holy shit, this match is great. So like yeah. I'm. I'm intrigued to see what Bad Bunny is just once again you have for the first time fans back in in the stadium right and man you just been kind of just not even trying with these build of matches like oh yeah. look the next match we're going to talk about Braun Strowman Shane McMahon like like the way Braun Strowman was leading this to say steel cage match I thought he was going to say hell in the cell <laughs> yeah I know I but know. no he says steel cage match I'm like ugh <laughs> yeah I know. I'm going to go on record and say I hope Shane McMahon wins. I'm calling Shane McMahon. He wins this. He gets the big W in this wow. match. Wow, that's that's bold. <laughs> I think Braun, I, I think Braun kills Shane. Um, you know, I, I am happy that they added a stipulation here, though, because this match needed it. I said to m- one of my buddies, um, I said, this Mania card has too many one-on-one matches. Mm-hmm. They need some more stipulations. So right. I'm glad that, yeah, of course, you know, I wanted something bigger like a Hell in a Cell, but they're never going to do that outside of that pay-per-view that they have. Um, so whatever, I'll take the steel cage. It's better than watching them do one on one. You know, you know, Shane will jump off that shit. You know, who knows? Maybe it'll be fun. I don't. Know. Maybe like they, I said, it's similar to the Bad Bunny thing. I have no expectations. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe, it'll be fun. Maybe they could have brought back for Braun Strowman the Punjabi prison match and call it something else. No. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. No. yeah. I'm sure they could have figured out something that involves training. You, you know? one one thing I'll, I'll bring up uh, on Braun Strowman real quick. So. um this morning, uh, right before uh, I started watching New Japan, I was just watching random shit on YouTube because I woke up like 15 minutes early and, you know, was sipping on a Rebel. And I'm watching um, some random things, and somehow I came across the clip of Braun Strowman and Nicholas versus The Bar at WrestleMania, uh, what was that, 34? Four, yeah. Yeah, in New Orleans. In New Orleans. The... How over Braun Strowman was in 2018? My yeah. God, this guy was over to the fact that the fuck uh, the kid got over on top of that that's how over braun was now 2017 2018 yeah because 2017 too he was was red hot man and then you go back and you see what he's doing now and i get it there's no fans in the arena or anything like that but as a viewer i can i could give two shits about braun like i really don't want to even see him on my tv i really don't i I can't stand him yeah he's 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 dreadful bro he's uh, he's not a good wrestler he's just He's not entertaining. He's terrible in the mic. Yeah, 
he's a channel changer. I just don't care about him at all. All right. Uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I think this match is going to be amazing. I think we're going to get a Ring of Honor match, and Cesaro has to get the win here. Yeah, I'm going with Seth Rollins, man. Um, you know, of course, I think Cesaro needs it, but I just feel like uh, they're going to have Rollins go over here because realistically, they have Cesaro win. What are they going to do with him if he wins? <laughs> where, where is he going to go from here? You know, I, I just feel like there's more upside to Rollins winning than Cesaro. I, all right. <laughs> I don't think you could, but you know what? You can make the argument. Seth Rollins doesn't need to win here either. He's already no, made no, guy. totally not. Like I said, if I was booking it, I'd book Cesaro for the W. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, but I just I don't know. I don't see it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope Cesaro swings Seth Rollins 37 times. That would be pretty dope. All right, tag team title match: New Day versus AJ Styles. Almost. I'm a, straight to the point. AJ Styles. Almost. They yeah. get the tag titles. AJ becomes a Grand Slam champion. Yeah, yeah, dude. This, there's no other way to go about this. You can't have the New Day retained. AJ and almost give them the tag titles. Let AJ have that accolade. And, um, yeah, I'm curious to see how almost does in this match. There's a lot of pressure on him as first match at WrestleMania. That's 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 a lot for a big guy like him. So yeah, no, pres- no pressure, kid. You got it. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania, right. you got it, kid. <laughs> Bobby Lashley defending the world title against Drew McIntyre. Listen, man, I love my guy, Drew. I love the guy. But I think he's going to get a mixed reaction and Tampa, and I also feel like Bobby Lash is going to retain here. It's not the right call to have Drew win here. Yeah, man, this could go either way. We've talked about it a numerous amount of times. Um, going to go Bobby Lashley, too. Just uh, just throw it out there. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Drew McIntyre won, though, but I just don't think it's the right decision. Sasha Banks defending the Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. This one's really, really hard to call because I'm, like, indecisive with both. But, um... You know, if this does main event, I'm going to I'm gonna say Bianca gets it. I think she picks up the big win. But, man, you can make the argument where Sasha should retain, too. You could make the argument for either or. But <sighs> I wouldn't be upset with either one here, but I'm going to say Bianca takes it. I think she becomes the women's champion. Yeah, I wouldn't be uh, disappointed by any outcome here, but I'm going with Sasha Banks to retain. I think um, the way this is being built up, it just feels like the time is not now for Bianca Belair to win. Um, I hope I, I'm sure it's going to be a great match, but I just feel like Sasha Banks, when it's all said and done, is going to be uh, the champion still. All right, night two, Riddle defending Matt Riddle defending the United States Championship against Sheamus. You know they've been building Sheamus pretty good, even with the L's that he's caught. Like they've been building him as a powerhouse. Yeah. I think Sheamus becomes a two-time United States champion, and I think he de- defeats Matt Riddle, especially after Matt Riddle's little uh, hiccup on <laughs> on Monday. Yes, yeah, their way of punishing him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think Sheamus wins too. A lot of people are going to be upset about that, but I wouldn't mind that at all because that match is going to be a banger. And um, you know, Riddle's been doing great things. I just don't think it's going to hurt Riddle that much. Uh, he can move on to other things, and hey, Sheamus deserves it. So. Big E defending the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews, and it's going to be some type of street fight. I forget what Apollo Crews called it on, on Friday Night SmackDown, but it's going to be type... I Nigerian think it's a Nigerian drum match. A, a Nigerian what? Drum match. Well, bien. They should have called it a Nigerian it's a nightmare match. Well, what, Leo? A Nigerian nightmare match would have been better. I actually like that name better. Sounds better, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've been building steam on Apollo Crews, man. And for the first time ever, I've been semi-interested in the fucking guy. He's more entertaining now with an <laughs> yeah. accent 
than he was way before. And he doesn't even do that anymore, He doesn't Leo. do the face anymore? Nah, man. He's fucking angry. <laughs> I mean, it's a shame, you know? Because if Apollo Crews would have been doing this Nigerian gimmick when he first debuted, okay. man, would this guy have been gold? You can even make the argument he could have been like an NXT champion or even a world champion if he yeah. would have yeah. done this gimmick from the beginning. Instead, they had him fucking smiling for no reason and nobody gave a shit about him. Now... It's like I could see people why they're also not feeling Apollo Cruz because they feel like maybe the accent is too forced. I could I get that that's, aspect too. That's how I feel. Yeah. But I will say this: for the first time in his whole WWE run, I'm kind of interested in the guy now. You're emotionally invested. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I think that's <laughs> a, I think that's a little bit too far. But I'm a little bit interested in the guy. But uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with Apollo Cruz. I think he becomes IC champion. Yeah, yeah. I I think he does too. I mean, why not? You know, you're going all in on this new gimmick. This feud's been going on for a while, so I give him credit for that. This is a legit feud between these two guys. I think the street fight gimmick is cool. Um, man, yeah, I, I just I feel like Apollo should win, right? I feel like he deserves it. Yeah. We also have uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. <sighs> Listen, man, I had a lot of high hopes to this match, and I'm not saying this match is not gonna, you know, deliver. It still yeah. could deliver. But the Logan Paul, you know, infusion in this just doesn't sit well with me. But you know what? I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. I think he picks up the win. Yeah, yeah, this is an easy pick. Kevin Owens goes over. And you know what? The Logan Paul stuff, I could deal with it because there was rumors about him being a potential special guest referee or an enforcer. And right now, he's only just a special guest of Sammy to be in his corner. So you know what? I will take that any day of the week over him being heavily involved in the match. So and he might be get involved in the finish, maybe distract Sammy or whatever. But either way, I'm still excited for Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. Nothing will take that excitement away. Not even Logan freaking Paul. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. They right now it's booked as a singles match. Do you think it's gonna stay a singles match or we're gonna get some shenanigans here? Dude, it's gotta be a it's gotta be a stip, right? I mean, there's gotta be a stipulation added to this. Who wants to see them block up and go one on one? Yeah, I don't want to see like that. without without no like shenanigans right. or like Without no I mean, gimmicks. There's got to be yeah, something here. Dude, This guy. I feel like tomorrow night they're going to announce something. I just, you know. Um, either way, though, I think The Fiend has got yeah. to go over. Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt needs I mean, to win. Somehow he gets, you know, good thrown like in a lake or something. Uh, lake of reincarnation. <laughs> he comes back as the old Fiend. Something's got to happen here because uh, uh, this can't be his permanent state for the rest of this Fiend gimmick. Like, he can't look like... A member yeah. of Slipknot for the rest of his duration of being the Fiend. I'm hoping he comes out of WrestleMania looking different. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. But that's I'd who? probably that's not. Who? That's who? That's probably who. not. But I hope he does. Yeah, but he, he looks freaking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, he looks absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, Asuka defending the, the Raw Women's Championship against Rhea Ripley. You know, I love Asuka to death. And I... I feel for the most part they've done a good job as her was champion, but I think as of late it's been kind of wonky. Um, yeah, I think it might be time, man. I'm gonna go with Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah, dude, take it off, Oscar, man. Nothing against her. I love Oscar, man. I, I'm huge Oscar Mark. Okay, when big I, I Oscar guy. When I, big when I met her, guy. dude, I was fucking. I was marking out on the inside. Oh, like, me too. Me too. He's awesome. Bro. So awesome. I love. I love me some Oscar. Yeah. But unfortunately, she just has no competition right now. She hasn't done anything relevant with that belt in a while. And it's not her fault. She has no competition. They don't book her in title matches. Mm -hmm. uh, she doesn't really defend the title. Mm -hmm. So, but like, you know, this will be a good thing. You take it off of her and 
maybe those two can have a legit feud for a while. Um, you know, she could do other things. I, I just feel like Rhea Ripley needs this. Rhea Ripley cannot afford another loss. I like, agree. She, she, she cannot. Do not derail more momentum from her. Give her the big moment that she should have had last year. I agree, bro. Main event. Roman Reigns defending that Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan and the Royal Rumble winner, Edge. I'm, this is easy for me. The rated R I'm going with my guy, the ultimate opportunist, Edge, because now we're getting vintage Edge here. We're getting mid-2000s, late-2000s Edge. That's the guy we're getting, and that's the guy I'm going for. I'm going for Edge. Edge is capturing the title. He might not have a long title run, but I'm going with Edge. And he pins Daniel Bryan so you protect Roman Reigns. 100%. 100%. This is, I mean, I'm not going to say it's completely obvious, but it's just... It's bound to happen. I mean, they added Daniel Bryan in there to eat this pin. Um, you know, of course, because he was involved in the story. But I think this match is going to be amazing. I really do. I really think this match is going to be freaking just an all-time classic match. And that's what I'm hoping for. These three guys are awesome. Edge wins. Who knows how long he holds it for. It doesn't kill Reigns' momentum in the process. I think it's the smartest move. Feel-good moment. Great way to end night two of Mania. That's what I'm holding out hope for. And I feel like it's going to happen. You know it would be funny? Because... With WrestleMania, it's it's wonky, bro. Like you really, unless like, unless we weren't living in a pandemic era, you kind of know what the crowd is gonna go for. But yeah. man, like I, I'm really curious to see the reactions all three guys get here, cause yeah. uh, they, there's I I could easily say Roman getting cheered here in this match. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. I Roman as a as this heel character, dude. The smart marks and. Well, you know, hardcore fans, they're going to eat this shit up. They're going to, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go cheer them. So there you go. It's like, you know, like, it, that just shows right there. Like, this is all, this is what everybody wanted for the longest time. And figures, they deliver it on a silver platter to us when no fans were in attendance. Right. Probably did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, yeah, yeah, man, it's, this is, this is what we've been waiting for ever since, you know, Roman turned heel. I've been waiting to get in, into a, into a crowd like this and, and to see the crowd reaction myself. So. Yeah, yeah you, I'm I'm in one of those. If I was there live, I'll be in one of those positions where I'll be cheering every guy, like Daniel yeah, Bryan, yeah. Edge, and Roman Reigns. I know it, it's it's literally for us fans. It's a lose lose. It's no 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 not a lose lose. It's a win win either way. Right, win 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 because whoever wins, I don't care if Daniel Bryan won. I, I'd I'd go nuts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ryan, um, you're gonna be there live, bro. You're gonna be there live yeah. with uh with your brother Nick. Anything you wanna uh. Mention before you do your plugs in, uh, you know, what we could uh, expect from you in Tampa. Yeah, just, um, you know, definitely follow along on Twitter at Lucha Outsiders. I'll be tweeting pictures and 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 just, you know, things here and there along the journey. Um, you could follow at the Wrestle Radar on Instagram as well. We post pictures on there. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, if I take some cool pics, I'll yeah. send, it, send it to Mario and, and you know, upload it to the yeah. Instagram on Lucha Outsiders. Mm -hmm. um, Wrestling Radar on YouTube. Stay tuned for after we get back from WrestleMania. We'll have some uh, content, uh, vlogs and, and different things like that of uh, just our experience there all week. And uh, yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to it. So it should, should be fun. It's, you know, it's my first time traveling. Ever since this, you know, pandemic, um, you know, just going to be careful. And uh, yeah. 
try and enjoy myself. Yeah, anything, dude, any pictures you take or whatever that you think it's cool, whatever, yo, send them to me. I'll post it on, on IG and Facebook. Yeah, definitely, right? yeah. And also follow the Lucha Outsiders Twitter because, you know, you'll be up to, you'll be updating everything on all the WrestleMania shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At Lucha Outsiders, definitely, definitely follow on there. I'll, I'll be, I tweet on it all day as it is. So, uh, <laughs> you know, when I'm there, I'll definitely be on top of it as well. Leo, any plugs in? LosRadio.com. That sounded very, um, you sounded like one of these, um, like radio uh, personalities for like easy listening music, like you know, like Kiss FM or something. Yes, hello, w- <laughs> WBLS. Thank you for tuning in to Lucha Outsiders Show. You can follow us at losradio.com. You can also follow our Instagram at Lucha Outsiders and our Twitter, which Ryan is doing a very good job. So I had to turn off all my notifications. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that's good, right? That's good. Yeah, that was pretty good you know what hold on wait wait a minute wait, that was pretty good that was oh pretty man good. that was not expecting that was pretty good that was pretty good that was good that was good all right guys if you guys were expecting a wrestlemania special that's not what we delivered on today's episode that it's not you know it just doesn't feel right it does not man. feel right i know yeah maybe yeah. next year maybe next year we'll be in um maybe a different uh environment what and I'll leave it like that. All right. Maybe we we'll be in a different. No, Leo, shut the fuck up. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> you can follow me at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter's uh, Ryan's handling the Twitter. I handle everything else. If you want to follow my personal account at Rated R since eighty seven, just like Ryan said, I don't give a shit if you do follow me or not. <laughs> next, I forgot to say that. Yeah, next week there will be no show, but there yeah. might be potential both for night one and night two of Mania. There might be a post show on IG, so make sure you follow mm-hmm. us on Instagram and you know turn on your notifications because there might potentially be some uh you know post show shenanigans. Not sure. We'll see how. Uh, next weekend plays out and that's about it I hope you guys enjoy Wrestlemania I hope you guys enjoy uh, TakeOver um, and then also support independent wrestling because there's going to while you guys if you guys are out in Tampa support independent wrestling GCW's having yeah. some great shows or whatever IWTV's also having some great shows some other independent companies are having some great shows out in Tampa um, and if you're not there support them on Fight TV and other stream platforms and that is it <laughs>
Yeah, after you fucking say that, what's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> Mike is siempre hablar, bro. Oh my god, fucking guy. All right, for the old man Leo, that's probably in the doghouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for Ryan Radar, that's gonna be at WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Enjoy WrestleMania, guys, and stay too sweet. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And.